sounds sounds awful. <laughs> I, I don't do dot camo, so I don't do dot camo either. I don't do camo camo. I I do solid colors. That's just fine. Yeah. Camouflage is very hard to make look good at this scale. But yet there are guys that do it, and you're like, damn, that looks really good. Sure. We can talk guys about this. Guys that are really good, and they get paint the words for that shit. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. It's cool to see. All right, ready to roll? Sure. Kick the tires and light the fires. <laughs> All right. Snafu. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Welcome to another episode of Snafu, uh, episode 78. Uh, this is after Snafu. Uh, everyone's with me tonight. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Say hi, Pat. Hello. Say hello, Dale. Hello, everyone. That was Dale very, yeah, damn. that was very uh, swarthy for Dale. I need, I need five minutes. I'm turned on. <laughs> it's very smoky. It's been, sorry, it's been sorry, uh, yeah. singing all the Christmas songs already. Because I know that's your, your jam is the Christmas songs. I, and I've been I've been listening for you, Dale. I've been doing nothing but Christmas songs this year. Local uh, 108's been playing them since the beginning of November, for Christ's sake. Not quite, <laughs> not quite the beginning, but near the beginning. It was certainly well before Thanksgiving, which Close is enough, the appropriate yeah. start time for Christmas music. <laughs> yeah, every, every year that seems to, to creep out a little bit earlier. But. I yep. think we always say that. Probably true, though. We need a we need a leap year for Christmas to reset the clock. To reset to just December. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, so this episode, we're going to talk about uh, Operation Snafu, the the aftermath of that. Uh, we got our hands on the Gentleman War box, which I think is pretty rad. We'll talk about that more. And then we got some real stuff, and uh, we're going to start with what we always start with, which is hobby. So. Uh, it's a little different this time, actually. Sorry, I should make sure we understand that. Since it's the end of the year, we're going to talk about uh, kind of giving us a recap of the stuff that we look back over the year and what made us proud that we've done, essentially, yeah. right? I, I think I think my hobby calendar ends after Operation Snafu. Or it starts a new year, sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, it kind of it is the end of the year. It's a big year, though. So, I don't know. Jeff, why don't you start us out? <laughs> Shit! All right. Um, oh, you, you don't. If you don't want to go first, you don't have to. Well, no, no, no. It's just you know. I think it's like, uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a big topic over the year. Proud right. of what I done. Uh, God, I don't know that. Pretty proud of that uh, American Army I three D printed and painted. Yeah, that's probably my favorite pro hobby project related to bolt action this year. Because a that army is really good, and b I really like how it looks. So that's painted up real nice for me. So I'm very happy with that. And then uh, fun. was this year the the first the resin printer? Yes. Give okay. or take, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think 2022, so. the year of the resin printer. Good lord, I'm you know I can't even be 100 percent sure of that anymore because <laughs> it's all it's just like it all blurs. Blurs. It's, it's like it's been a year or something. It's like yeah, like the last three years have been one year to me. So, but well, I printing definitely is printing right, right. I definitely put the resin printer through its paces this year. I sure. printed a lot of miniatures this year. So. Yeah. I feel like maybe that was last year because I think... I think I printed some stuff for the Italian Army and I played that in your summer tournament, so... 
I feel like maybe, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that was vehicles. This is the first year I ever started printing individual miniatures on it. Right. And there. Yeah, you. That became a thing this year, right? Is that the, the the people were actually releasing STLs with actual organic human being shapes? Yes. Yeah. Organic. Well, right, like versus a rigid versus tank. vehicles and okay. terrain. Sure, 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 right. yeah. Organic shapes, right? Like yep. more, right? There's what a resin plastic, right? We're not actually printing yeah, yeah, people yeah. yet. Yeah, we're not. We're not making three D. I don't have that kind of printer, yet. but yeah. right. <laughs> Have you, if you have, a if you scary thought for you. It's not that it's – well, it already exists. It's, it does already if, exist. If you haven't seen it, it's actually really interesting. There's a 3D printer that prints meat, and they're trying to make it look like steak, and it is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. It is, I'd oh, like to that, point out that they're not trying to make it look like broccoli. No. That's, that's no. not even the weirdest thing, man. They're, they're working. They haven't perfected this yet. They're working on a 3D printer that can re, reprint parts of like a heart, like a valve. Or like your ear or something. Right, yeah. There's yeah, some wild like, stuff going on out there. Yeah, dude, I'm glad there's – crazy weird scientists out there that are not being using their shit for evil and they're actually right. doing good things for the world well, let's, let's relax it's not crazy weird stuff that's actually cool shit so well, uh, it, is. D- it can be both little like a little b right i mean it's Damn. totally it's totally off the wall you're like i'm going to 3d print a piece of someone's heart that's that's, awesome. that's batshit insane this year was also That'll us going our, to ireland after dark printing episode yeah <laughs> we, we got to put the extra explicit on apparently um but we went to Ireland too. That I feel like that was a huge thing for all of us. You're right. right. That was. That was. It's a pretty pretty high hobby horse, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. We learned an awful lot about how that tournament runs. That particular how 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 it should never run. Um, I just, well, I, I, you, you can't see me do the uh, Kermit the Frog sipping my Lipton tea thing, but I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The trip was really fun. It was. It still was, yeah, it still, regardless, was a very There were some aspects opening. of the tournament that were also very fun. Yeah, there were. All of it, for sure. Yeah. We're not going to, we don't have to divulge that again. I think it was just a, for me, it was a high that we got, we got to go to a world championship uh, as a group. Yeah, even if cool. we weren't all on the same team, but it's still super, super fun experience. Yeah. Yes. Super cool. I mean, that leads into mine, because I, I think I finished my Soviet army bef- this year for that. So, I, I mean, I finished another right. army this year, which I'm. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I know Jeff's like running laps around me on armies, but eh, don't you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else. You compare no, yourself to what yeah. you want to accomplish. That's fair. I have I, yes, I, I got an army painted. That's all that matters. I got another that's army. Awesome. That's, You've got four one to one scale working miniatures at home that occupy your time. Yeah, they don't. Right? They don't do shit for me. That sucks. <laughs> I really need to get them painting my stuff for me, and then I'll crush Jeff. Okay. <laughs> 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 Slave labor works. <laughs> Is I don't, slave labor if they're, if they're your own kids? I uh, you, sh- you should ask my father that because I don't think he would say no. Uh, well, there you go. I, I was doing all sorts of stupid shit. I mean, very inju- in, ingenious things, Dale. Like, we very like you know, putting a roof on a house and stuff. <laughs> hey, we've all done that as kids. Funny, that. funny tangent. So, I my my parents bought houses and would flip them, right? So they would fi- fix them up and sell them. But every house they ever bought needed a roof, right? It was the first thing that always got done because it needed mm-hmm. a roof. Like, that was a negotiating point. They're like, you can shave 20 grand off of the house because it needs a new roof. So anyway, so I, I put, I think in my young adult life, I probably put three or four roofs on houses for my parents. And as an adult, I had a roof put on my house, and I discovered that they can put the shingles on the top of the house and not just leave them on the ground. So my dad would <laughs> leave them on the ground, and I would have to carry them all up. And, and I was you, like, "Are you, you bring, kidding?" You bring up each of the each of the packs and pull right. from the pack. 
right i my mind was blown when i found out that you can deliver them to the roof like that for 100 bucks they'll put all of them on the roof for you uh needless <laughs> to say i was pissed <laughs> retroactively scream at your dad just just live it you didn't like humping those fucking pallets up on top offering after you grew up yeah what was that jeff i said you didn't like humping all those pallets of shingles oh, up God, to the no. roof from the no. ground no no it's like the least favorite thing is going up and down the ladder so yeah. it's uh, it never fun but i was like what i'm like oh it's so but yeah, anyway uh, I had to um, I had to put a tar roof up once. That was interesting. Ooh, gross. Ooh, yeah. Did you buckets up? Like you have to carry buckets up? No. Well, we used a pulley system, but yeah, there. Okay. We hoist a bucket. Bucket of hot. Bucket of hot. <laughs> Oof. That sounds like I. Yeah, I'm glad I've never had to do that. That sounds not as much fun. Although it was not much fun anyway. But whatever. Um, that was my only hobby update. As far as that, I'm working on. I am actually working on models, but they're not a uh, bolt action models. Actually, I take that back. I am working on bolt action models too. I put together sixty or seventy Indian models for my Eighth Army. Oh boy, that's <laughs> no, gonna be awesome. Rich, Lots of dudes. Rich gonna have two two hundred points of freebies until they until they shut that shit down again. Well, they might. They might not. without the free in the no freebie zone for a while. Well, yeah, you know, they they needed that to help. Uh, get the sales boosted for the gentleman's war box set. So. Even e- even if they didn't get the free observer, I wouldn't care. It's still a pretty good list and the, the particular theater that I'm playing with was is still pretty good. Right? Cuz it still allows you to bring three tanks and shit like that. Like you you've got lots of other options. It's like even if you lose the observer, you're not it's not the end of the world. It's just kind of gravy in my list. Yeah. Which is probably true for most lists, but anyway, uh those models are ace, by the way. I like those models. A lot. The Eighth Army, yeah, the, the and the, the varying heads and stuff. So I put Punjabs on all mine. Uh, mm-hmm. For those that don't know what that is, it's like an Indian turban. They have two options for. I didn't realize that there were two options for Indians in that box. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't particularly care for the one that has the weird spiky thing hanging out of it, but like there's a turban with a spike hanging out, poking out of the top of it. I was like, oh, I'll use the other ones. Anyway, uh, so Pat, what do you what what are you proud of or doing this for hobby? Uh, let's see. So <clears throat> uh, we worked on Americans for WTC until that fell through, and then in the last month, I did get you know two more squads of Gurkhas done and a bunch of vehicles. So that was that was nice, and managed to get them safely transported across the ocean and back. Yeah, uh, and yeah. we found out that uh, they actually. They, they survived well enough in their packing when being checked. <clears throat> we, we tested that on the way home. Uh, oh, tested is the wrong word. Ended up <laughs> with that. <laughs> we checked them? Yeah, we had to gate check them because we were sitting flyby or standby. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. forgot about that. Yeah, that seemed to work out okay. But we were both like, we don't care. We're getting on a plane now. Right, yeah. It, it, we're going home. It's just, we don't need these to be perfect condition for a while. Right. Um, I, really, I really liked how well... The, that great escape table came out and how many people actually commented and complimented me on it and how people who are just walking by and heard someone say something about Hollywood and recognize that that's what the table is from. So mm-hmm. that was, that was nice. really cool. It's always cool when other people recognize your vision. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, that's... Cool. Other than that, I, so it's actually, for model count-wise, I'm actually kind of down this year. So... <laughs> Valheim might have had something to do with that. Um, yeah, video games. Video, video games. games yeah. Cut. Really just tight competition for hobby all the time. 
Well, and we've had some, like again, even even world championships probably slowed things down for a while too. Right afterwards, like yeah, the, the letdown recoup time. Yeah, exactly. You went on a huge high, mm-hmm. so it just takes you time to get back into it again. Yeah, yeah, the hobby refractory period after that was longer than I would like. For sure. Well, and we, I think we all kind of like we we had bolt action down for a while, so we're like let's do something else. Mm-hmm. Got lots of things we can do. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think next episode we should talk about you know getting your hobby mojo back and, and maybe I, figure out. I how could to do use that. it. I could use it still. Yep. Though I'm putting models together, which is good, but no, which it's like great. I should but, yeah. probably start painting shit at some point. <laughs> <laughs> my my paint queue is getting a little long again. De- details, well, details. Well, look, looking through that uh, that box that we got has kind of got me thinking about some stuff. We'll we'll talk about that a little later on. Yeah, so see, we're not talking about that yet. We're gonna talk about that later. Yeah. A couple of those uh, John Russell specials when he's up there selling stuff, it got me going, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a whole new army, almost. It it, it will be, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, cool. How about you, Dale? What are you proud of this year? Um, I don't know. I don't don't look back very well. Um, But um, starting the day after Operation Snafu finished up, I began working on the next four boards for the uh, Stalingrad. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've got I've got about two tables worth of buildings built now. So, um, finished off a bunch of um, of the outstanding foreground stuff, and then I've got about five different versions of the tank factory built. <laughs> so, we'll, nice. um, we'll see. Um, we'll see uh, how all of these fit together. Currently, um, it's all it's all pieced out on my gaming table. Um, I'm moving my daughter into the basement. I'm working on finishing up the basement now, and okay. so I'm going to shift all of her stuff and herself downstairs, and then her room's going to free up, which then is going to become the the snafu boardroom. So. <laughs> um, that sounds a little more official than it probably. I, I like it. That sounds great. Sounds so, intense. Yeah, it, it, it should be interesting, um, and we'll see. We'll see what gets done, um, what gets processed. But um, yeah, pretty much every day I've been doing a little bit of something um, on that thing. And speaking of the uh, the John Russell special, I visited him in his booth, and he just kind of pushed him some some stuff at me, and he's like. I'm excited to see what you do with this, and so I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out. He gave me so he um, he had set up like a modular, or he built his um, board to demo his um, Vietnam board, yes, uh, yeah, Korea, Korea, Korea sorry, Korea, Korea yes, Vietnam, so, um, yeah. and so he's like, here, I'd, I'd like, I'm gonna see, and so I'm trying to, to work out kind of maybe how to integrate that system into. Um, my snafu board for the factory, the industrialized area, to see sure. if we can figure out a way to kind of have little modular, I don't know, industrial bits spread out and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, that's the Sarissa interlocking board things. It is. It okay. is. Yeah. And one of their uh, was it the Sarissa? Again, I've did like three or four different kind of tank factory versions, but one of them also has a similar kind of locking system. Um, but I don't believe. Oh, that was TTC Tabletop Combat. So um, yeah, it should be. We'll see what happens. But yeah, that's what it's. That's what it is. You guys um, really bent over and, and cranked out some new boards this year, and um, maybe I'll be able to do it this year. So we'll see. Awesome. Also, I like that phrasing. 
<laughs> I, I heard you giggle a little. Yeah. <laughs> Bend over and crank one out, you bet. <laughs> seems seems reasonable. Well, when you, after your 15th board, there has to be something magical going on there. So <laughs> just, just called pure muscle memory at that point. Yeah, well. Just, just all the stuff works out for you. <laughs> something. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's, let's, let's talk some rules then. Uh, this one just came up on... Uh, where was that? Was it in Discord? Was, uh, Discord, I think. Yeah, this is a, this is a funny one. Uh, so the so vehicles and failing an order check, and they reverse. But I so I think the people I okay, I don't think many people actually read the rule. They just assume no. it's so they just back up. Right. Yeah. They just assume they're. Oh. Up oh. I just reverse. Up. I just make a reverse move. Well. So. So someone in a tournament, or someone in a game, apparently had their model turned around backwards, because he had a rear-facing gun on it, which makes sense. Like that yep. makes sense. Yep. But he failed a check, and they assumed he moved forward. Like he moved well, towards the enemy. <laughs> yeah, backwards. Right. So he moved in reverse in towards the enemy, and they were very confused by how that would work. Well, it turns out that's not what the rule says at all. Correct, or kind of uh, say it, it does, but it doesn't. So yeah. when they fail an order tech, that will fail an order test, and they have a visible enemy in their front arc. Right. Then they make the reverse move before going down. Right. So they would have, they would have had to have an enemy back around to where the front of it was, and then that would have legally backed it up. Right. So you know, not just frequently happening. Up. Like you're well, not going to yeah, be well. backwards and. Sometimes you might have models behind you, but not not quite frequently. I guess if you're like sideways in the middle of the board, somehow you'd have models in the front arc somehow. But right. um, yeah, I found this hilarious because I'm like, oh, you can just turn the tank around backwards and it'll never run away. You might be representing your rear armor, but maybe that doesn't matter. What matters is that your stupid tank doesn't run away. Like mine always runs away when it matters. So <laughs> it's like, oh, I turned my tank around and it won't matter. I'll just reverse on the road instead of uh, instead of actually just driving down the road. That's normally when it happens is when I'm on a road. So you run, you like haul when ass across. When you're the reversing, board. you can't turn. Right, right. Yeah. That's true. So, so <coughs> for clarification, Pat, it has to have somebody in its front arc to do the reverse move. Correct. And if it doesn't, it just goes down. Correct. So if you've got a tank that yes. always runs away into bad positions, Rick, you should still turn your tank around backwards because it'll just stay there. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah just yeah. just run it in reverse, essentially. And then pick a tank that's armored all around so you don't care about your butt hanging out. There you go. And then just have the turret backwards. And yeah. like, everyone's like, dude, your tank's, up, your tank's backwards. Like, no, 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 I'm, I'm playing the rules. You know, for the amount of times I've had guys put one of my tanks together and have the turret on backwards, and I just look <laughs> at them like, dude, can you not tell that's backwards? Huh? <laughs> I, you know, to be fair, some tanks look like they should be, they would be better looking backwards. <laughs> some so the of la- them... Just real quick, the last sentence that is there is if there are no visible enemies in this front arc, then the vehicle goes down where it is. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. So this is one of those situations where the failure wasn't in the rule. It was in the community. Yeah. All it was right. actually a very clearly written rule. And it's like, but just everyone just assumes, oh, you know, it doesn't come up very frequently. And when it does, it's like, oh, you just run away. Mm-hmm. Because that's normally what happens. Because, right, you're usually facing the right direction. It doesn't come up often with a rear-facing machine gun or whatever it was, anti- light anti-tank gun. I have no idea what the actual t- car I was again. Very much could have been. I, I don't know what the vehicle was, but there's a lot of rear-facing portees. Right. So, yeah, it was something like that. And, it, no, it doesn't run away. Yeah, I actually really bugged me because I had a French one that uh, early war French one that's got a, I think one of their only medium anti tank guns on the 
rear-facing portee on a truck, and it's like, I got to drive this on the board and then turn the you know flip the thing damn thing around 180 degrees to shoot anybody. Yeah, it's like that's a pain in the butt. Kinda. Drive it in sideways and you shoot, you know, to the side of the board. Bring it from <laughs> outflanking. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We all shoot across the board. We all know good how my outflanking rules are. <laughs> right. Well, especially when you bring it as an experience. That's yeah, so that too. <laughs> never going to hit anything. Never going to come on the table. Yeah, or or ever arrive on the table for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one that I didn't, I guess I hadn't actually read the rule either. I just knew the rule. I was like, oh, I just back up. So mm-hmm. having read it, it was enlightening. Uh, so the next one, I don't actually know what the problem is, other than one of our one of our friends despises dog minds because well, it's I, I hilarious. Think he, 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 the first time I think he was uh, facing them and didn't, didn't much didn't. like the very first time I had him. Like, what do you mean? There's absolutely no modifiers to hit. You got cover. You're long range. What the hell? And you you freaking moved. What is what's moved, going on yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they're they're so they call them a shooting attack, but they're not a shooting attack. So no. it's it's a shooting it's a shooting attack, but instead you roll on the chart below, right? And it's just a range of eighteen inches. Has nothing to do with uh, you know advance. Has terrain is not a factor. You can fire it through your own guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. I used, I used fire in air quotes if you saw that there. I I heard it in your voice actually. <laughs> actually, kind of did. That was your air quote voice. <laughs> it was it your was. air quote air quote like very sarcastic uh, <laughs> firing fire. <laughs> Uh, I love them when I play with them. I lo- I hate them when I play I against mean, them. For what? Twenty six points in experience gets you two dogs. Yes, it's yeah. pretty good. And they can ride in a, and they can ride in a jeep. And and the best part is you can actually get three of them, put them in a jeep. And it right is technically the dogs don't count as no, models. So it's, so. Yeah, it's two handlers and a private, and the dogs don't count as a model. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're lap dogs, lap bomb dogs. I guess. Yeah, I, it's the way I think about them that helps me remember what they are is that it's not um, it's not a shooting attack; it's a fire order. It's a special fire order, right? So, right. well, no, it can be done. It can be done in advance. Um, it, no, it, you have to issue a fire order, don't you? No, you don't. Oh, okay. No. It's a one-shot weapon with 18-inch range. Dog mines can be tar- only That's target right. stationary vehicles. Uh, yeah. Right. It's yeah. I've definitely gone through the Soviet Army book trying yeah. to figure out. Like okay, are these really as stupid busted as they are? And they, they and the in fact is yes. are. So yeah. yes, they are. Yeah, just right. keep in yeah. mind, you can still recce from them. So you can still recce from them. Um, you can still hit your own models too. That doesn't doesn't make things better sometimes. <laughs> well, there is a downside. Um, they're very there scaven. is some downside. There's a very, they're very scaven um, kind of weapon actually, which means that there's a downside there, but it doesn't come near as the upside of it. So uh, important you, note on that recce. If something wreckies away, the dogmine is treated as the two three, which is removed. Gone. Yeah, yeah. they're just gone. Well, but regardless of what the recce move is. Oh, so is, it, if they recce. Oh, that's that's great. That's even better yeah. then. Okay. Note that if a so recce, have to recce vehicle reacts to the dogmine by moving, the dogmine is automatically scored two three, which is removed. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is good for the Soviet player, I guess. Yeah, it's not an automatic one, where they go find one of your vehicles. Yeah, or or even have to roll on it for quite honestly. Yeah, I'm trying to find right because we're talking about how many because the NC does the NCO get a dog? The the handlers are the one that have the dog. So the weapons are each handler has a rifle, anti tank grenades, and a dog mine. So, so the, the NCO, NCO doesn't get one. Does not have one. Okay, I'm just trying to remember that. 
Interesting. It's yeah, even more interesting. I think my, I think. Uh, you can add up to two more, so you can have four bomb dogs. Once yeah. For like fifty-two points. I'm yeah. still confused by like I'm looking at a list and I'm like this must not have been my world's list. Because like it's slightly different than just yeah. You, you had bomb dogs in your list, didn't you? I did, but they were smaller units than what I have in. Oh yeah, and there's two cheaps in here. I only had one cheap in my list, so I must. This must. I was just looking at easy army, so I must have just picked the wrong one. I was like, this list is. It was like what? This was you like don't the delete weird, the list you're done using. Uh, I'm gonna have to start because it gave me like the whole like up. I, you can look at this if you don't want to look at point values. Message right where if if you have too many lists trying to calculate, which to me is incre incredibly crazy that it's calculating the points of every list when it loads that list of armies mm -hmm. well because um, it shows you uh, what the what the point values are before you select the army right but it shouldn't have to calculate that every time like it shouldn't have to go look at the list and be like okay that there's a that that's 700 points of models like it should just be a line in the database or something like you look at one row instead of doing the math again every time it seems seems very uh like a lot of extra effort on it's the free. computer side it's free for us it's not for free for the dude that's making it, <laughs> right? Right. And I love what he's doing, and I don't, I'm not digging on him. It just is a matter of like, there's got to be a better way of doing that. So you're not. I using wonder if all we can get a resources. dump from just Rick's lists from him. Uh, you know, I went through and I I purged a bunch of lists not that long ago because I was having this problem, and I was like, I'm I can't I can't just sit here and uh, wait every time I want to look at a look at one. Yeah, I fell into a trap of if I had a little bit of downtime and I was thinking about it, I'd just pop on and, and make a list or something. Oh, me too, dude. And then I ended yeah. up with 12 different variations and could never figure out which list I'd settled on, so I had to go in and clean everything out. And this is how Dale got a truck at a tournament. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was a couple nights before one of Pat's tournaments. I'm like, I have a truck in this list. <laughs> oh, shit, I gave the wrong one. list. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I had to tell you that in an episode. You're like, what? No, I don't have a truck. I said, well, the list you sent me has a truck. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe he actually needs you to tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Do-do-do. That, oh, that makes it interesting, for sure. Yeah, so if you ever feel the need to do some spontaneity painting, just uh, forget what list you've sent in. <laughs> just have just randomly select one of your easy army lists and be like, that's the one I'm going to do. We'll have to do and a challenge realize. sometime where we make each other's lists. So, uh, I don't. I, nobody wants me to do that. Well, I mean, within reason, right? Sure. <laughs> like, all right, everyone's getting a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, tiger two, right? Yeah, of course. Got to make sure you have no points left over for anything. <laughs> just, just running around with a bunch of shirkers and that, especially now with the new shirker rules. Oh lord. It's going to be shirkers and machine guns and a tiger two. An inexperienced, shirker. unreliable tiger two. Yeah, shirker tiger. Right with with uh, with the low fuel rolls too. Oh yeah, don't forget those. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, or is that the panther that can have that? Well, just make sure it's got unreliable, so it takes double yeah, pin, double, for double sure. pins. Well, the oh, low sure. fuel is a is a special rule from a theater. So, well, Pat, you're going to let me do it anyway, right? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm making this list, Pat. I can do whatever I want. That theater's going to be allowed. Don't worry. <laughs> Probably a horrible choice, actually. Well, of course it's a horrible choice. 
though it is one of the few ways I think we saw people trying to sneak uh, super big tanks into tournaments. Yeah. Right? Because wasn't somebody trying to do that? It wasn't... Uh, somebody was, name names yeah. here. Someone was trying to get yeah, you to let us have the low fuel. All, they were all offended when I said, no, that doesn't work that way. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you can offend people, Pat. Or that you don't feel bad offending people. It's fun, though. Pat gets to offend people on list construction. I get to infuriate people with uh, scenario writing, so... <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, those are the rules that came up. Nothing nothing super crazy. Sorry, Ian, that you had to face tank dogs. Um, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I guess. Well, now he knows how, how they work. That's right. I... He already knows how they work. If I faced him, we practiced before WTC, and I was shooting do- bomb dogs at him. Yeah, That's but he wanted new. to make sure because you know, right? It's possible they changed. Well, to, and to be fair, he was an all—I think he was an all-cavalist when I paid to play against him. So um, maybe a little bit different, anyway. I think he's going to go back to his horses. I I can see why he likes them. So nope. he does. It's, it's a relatively good list. So yeah, they're, they're painted really well too. They are they are beautifully painted. It's a, it, it kind of in a world where everything is drab greens, like having some you know standout models and his whole army pops comparative to others. Mm-hmm. You, you know it's kind of the same thing that Monty has going. Although I guess I might be confusing Monty's with with Ian's right now, but no, they both did. both look good. Yeah, Very Monty good. learned the power of the cav from Ian, mm-hmm. right for sure. And then they they play together on a somewhat frequent basis too. That, which is probably good for them to get it out of their systems. Yeah, run the horses against each other so they don't, yeah. So we don't all have to face them frequently. Get the fight run out of those horses. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably how that works. No. Ride them hard and put them away wet? Yeah, something like that. All right. Um, well, we had a little tournament. I say we very loosely because I actually was, I had a lot going on, so we was not able to attend a fair part of this tournament. Um, but Operation Snoo happened. Operation Snafu happened. Uh, what was that? How many weekends ago was I now? Two. It was a blur. Uh, at least three. Three. three Two is Thanksgiving, so three. Oh, three. three. Okay, there you go. So yeah, it happens the weekend before Thanksgiving in Plymouth. Um, good as always. Seems like attendance across the board was down in the turn of the convention. That which seems to be yeah. Kind it. of sounds like that's pretty standard for the industry right now. Yep. Um, you know, I get it. Some people are, you know, they maybe aren't comfortable coming back yet, or or have found other interests during times where they couldn't play games. Yeah, or inflation's kicking them in the junk. I mean, or inflation's kicking them in the junk, or they're like, we can't go on vacation the week before vacation, right? Which is definitely a thing. So, can understand all those things. So it makes it a little bit hard. Yep. But yeah, so it it went off without a hitch. Seems like uh, I right. thought it went real smooth. Yeah. Probably smoother uh, yeah. that I'm not there, causing issues. What, making, what issues have making you caused? I, I have no idea. I don't. I no, probably haven't caused any issues <laughs> that I can think of. Uh, nope, no, I caused any issues. I was gonna say I can't see anything that I've ever done. Uh, anyway, so we went to. We, uh, so the theme was going to Hollywood. If you haven't listened to any of our other episodes ever, um, talking if this about is your this. first episode for some reason. Uh, thanks for listening. And, and we when we definitely uh, we definitely hyped up the armies that were there in our last episode. So yep, yes. go see that episode. But this episode, we're going to talk about the actual tournament and what, what you guys created for it, right? So like the new scenarios and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because everything's everything changes just slightly every year, right? Like it's not significantly different, but it's different enough that it's still interesting. Um, some of the scenarios are similar. Some of the same. Some of them are the same scenarios. But anyway, let's talk about the. So we have four scenarios for the outside tables, right? So like the These the, the non-objective the tables. non-objective yep. tables yep. have their own yep. scenario. So all, most of the people are playing this every every round, right? So there's some in the middle that are playing a different scenario. Yep. Anyway, so the so, so scenario one, I can't remember what scenario was in which order now. Uh, it was the Jeff's private snafu. Yeah. Private Saving snafu. private snafu, yeah. Yes. That's a good good name for an episode. Like, super great. Did you <laughs> actually have models or objectives for that? Uh, I brought in some of my U.S. Army models, and each table okay. got a U.S. Army infantry guy to be private snafu. Okay. Right on. I was I was hoping you were going to actually make the cartoon one, the, the Mel. Um, With Matt Damon? No, 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 no. The actual, the, like, oh, the, the dude, the dude, the guy. private yeah. snafu. I was like, I was like, private uh, snafu. The little, yeah. just like a, a weary, weak cousin of Popeye. Yes, yeah. yeah uh, you know, I don't know where I would even guy. found that guy from. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Is, is I don't. You'd have to find somebody would have had to make an STL. For I, mean, I could to make a that. token of it, but that's not as fun. That's not even as close. Yeah, not even close to the same. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm like now. I want to see if I can find one. Well, you ever find one? I would certainly use that scenario again because that scenario realistically. It's just an adjustment of top secret to try to make it more fun. Right. So. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an interesting scenario. I liked it. Yeah, I had a good time writing it. I don't I don't know if everyone was well. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think anybody ever plays top secret by choice. Um, no, it's probably, probably the not. the least played scenario out of the book. Um, and so my adjustment was to try to make it a little bit more fun. And you know, I just don't think people are familiar with how to play <laughs> how to play it at all. So. Yeah. But, I don't know, yeah, I, I really liked that scenario. It was fun. That was going to be an objective board scenario originally, but with the numbers what they were, that objective board simply got moved to an outside table, and I just made that round one scenario. So, Okay. But uh, oh. for anyone that hasn't seen the packet, did we talk about what the scenario actually is? We did not. No, we're okay. talking about it now. Okay, okay. So it's... Uh, now is the time. Now is the... Live now. in the movement. <laughs> the, uh, Carpe diem? Carpe diem. Carp for a dime? What? Carp for a dime. There you go. <laughs> All right. Semper ubi sub ubi. Yeah. Six semper tyrannosaurus. Uh, anyway. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people like losing their shit over that, I'm sure. Yeah. It's even funny. Yeah, it's funny when you speak a little Latin, too. Um, Maybe that'll be someone else's ringtone, because apparently our fax machine noise might have become someone's ringtone. God, I hope so. <laughs> Jesus. I, I forgot that happened, but I was like, uh, oh, okay, I totally could have seen wait, that. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait. John and I and you, about 15 bourbon cream and root beers into the night, oh, forgot that uh, happened? No. I, I can't imagine how I forgot any of that happened. Yeah, no. unlikely. No, it uh, seems totally yeah. unlikely. Um, yeah, so it's so Saving Private Snafu is effectively top secret, except... Uh, once you've gained control of the objective marker, which in this case was Private Snafu, uh, every time that unit takes a pin, it needs to make a leadership check. And if it fails, Private Snafu hauls ass back to the center of the board, 12 inches ignoring all removement restrictions. Sure. So it makes him really, really hard uh, to hang on to if you don't get him out of there. And you can't get in a vehicle and you can't get in a building with him, so... Uh, you know, it's kind of fun. It's it's a way to make top secret. The problem with top secret is if people know what they're doing, you grab that objective and you run like hell for it, and it's almost impossible to get that objective back. So Yeah, yeah, that's usually so, the problem with that list. Really funny, on one of those tables, uh, an artillery strike came in, and it hit 
uh, it like put pins and everything, but hit the unit that had Private Snafu mm-hmm. that was very close to the edge of the board in a great defensive position. And the unit survived, but failed that morale test. <laughs> and Private Snafu went running straight towards the board where the other guy's unit was sitting there waiting for him. <laughs> just, come on, come with us, come with us. <laughs> Follow us to freedom. That that flipped the game from had it in the bag to just lost. It was pretty fucking funny. Uh, that's hilarious. That's, yeah. It's too good. I love it. Yeah, so that's a, that's a fun one. I, I don't know. I, I was trying to tweak Top Secret because, again... I've got a thing for, uh, you know, unloved scenarios to try to make them a little better, and that one's definitely unloved. <laughs> so, Well, for reasons. Is right. it, is from a competitive standpoint, it is not. It's not a great scenario from a competitive a standpoint. Scenario. Well, we're, we're running pseudo-competitive, so it's totally fine. You know, it works out. Right. And so, uh, so what was scenario two? Uh, scenario two, I believe we use timely objectives for, which is uh, okay. one I wrote a couple years ago, and it's actually in the well. I think it's still in the bolt action competitive pack. A uh, version of it is, if I if yeah. I understand it. Yeah, I still confused as to what's going on with that, but um, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I think everyone's a little confused by what's going on there. Yeah. It, there is a version of the pack out there that has that scenario in it. Yeah. So someone liked it somewhere. That's right. That's it's a right. good scenario. Ah, oh, it's. I mean, I wrote it, so I'm a little partial to it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. See, I'm sure a dozen or more episodes that we've talked about the scenario because it's that's <laughs> it's that good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think we can just skip along then to what is uh, what is episode or what, what is episode? episode? What is what is <laughs> scenario what is three? What, what is episode? What is episode three scenario? Uh, scenario three was, I believe, Pat. What did we call it? One pincer. That was the uh, pincer maneuver. Yeah, this is one Pat came up with that I really liked. So I'll let Pat describe this one. Uh, so this is essentially a. a twist on envelopment uh, where there's an attacker defender um, but they the defender has the center 36 inches and forward 12 inches of his deployment zone that he has to, de- that he has to deploy in and the attacker has the side 18 inches and up 18 inches on either corner that he deploys a couple units to start but then that's where his units have to come in from so he doesn't have the whole table edge to come in from and from there, it's just basically it, it's it's envelopment with just a little bit of a twist. So the attacker gets to de- deploy. Um, so he has the first wave. So they have to they have to come in, and then uh, the, yeah, the defender is set up and just has his table edge. So it's just a it's just a different deployment twist. Sure. For envelopment. Cool. Okay. Uh, and then and we so did actually give out. All four scenarios uh, at sign up, so the players had all day to read and ask questions, and nobody did. So this one must have worked out pretty well, right? Yeah, I think they've gotten a little bit better about that, actually. Or they don't read it, and they just have to accept accept that fate. I, I took some. Year, we had less less situations of people just playing scenarios completely wrong. So yeah, fair. I took or some the of the complexity one. out of a few of my scenarios too, which helps. Previous years, some of my scenarios got a little complex, and it's like. I've forgotten that people's brains uh, sometimes aren't yours. Yeah, they well, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's well, they, exactly they, right. They didn't write it, so it's a little bit harder for them. Exactly, sure. that's exactly right. They didn't yeah. write it, so. And uh, did you do what we did in the years past, Pat? I wasn't there for any of this. Did you hand out just the one scenario for the one for the one game that they were in? Didn't give nope. them a whole player pack. We gave them gave them all four scenarios. Oh, interesting. Of. And nobody screwed that up. No, 
Okay, good for them. That's that's better than years past. And also in the the handout pack was you know the the what the twelve order dice and how that's played and mm-hmm. uh, other rules of engagement and what an intelligence officer does and mm-hmm. all that was all spelled out in the pack that was handed to them along with a widget and a pen. A pen. Okay, give everyone a pen this year. I'm, I'm sure it was a fancy one that said staff who on the side of it, right? I uh, said, I said, yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. we probably could get snafu pens at some point. Not yeah, I mean that's a, that's not a that's those aren't too tough. Idea. Those that's aren't too, not tough. too bad to do. Yeah. There's, there's some companies out there that might make uh, that might make uh, oh, pens. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there might be a few hundred. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we're not going to do cross pens though, right? I don't, what does that mean? Oh, those are fancy pens. That's a fancy brand. Uh, the, uh, oh, the cross, 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 cross yeah, pen. No, yeah, okay. no. <laughs> I mean, if we can get them for the right price, I would, but I seriously don't think that's possible. The amount of pens I lose at a tournament? Oh, God. You might not lose these really nice pens. I say, if it's a nice pen, people generally don't lose them. Or they get stolen. I mean, I that's the other thing is they get stolen. I lose a lot of pens. <laughs> nice or not. Fair. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, anyway. You use a lot of pens in general. Probably, I do so. also use a ton of pens yeah. in general. That's right. Uh, that's part of it. Yeah. Nope. Uh, so scenario four. Yeah. Is uh, good old fashioned meeting engagement. Always a winner. Always like to end on that one. People are tired. People just want to slug one out. Here you go. Have fun. Yeah. Makes life a little bit easier. It's a good capper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always a good. It's. I did. It's the good ending. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So next year, I think we'll end with surrounded. What, yeah, whatever the toughest scenario Come on, is. we're going to yeah. do Kitty Hawk Down, you know it. Oh, Kitty Jesus Christ. Just, yeah, surrounded with a, a, a dice roll to see which board edge you come on and then make them walk all the way around. And oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just come in. You have to roll each for each unit coming on. It's just a random roll where you come in at. <laughs> sure oh. sounds great. Oh, boy. Maybe, maybe we uh, amp it up remember, a little guys, bit. We don't have to play these scenarios. Nope. <laughs> nope. We just have to get... Let people come back again is a really yeah, big yeah. thing. Yeah, like, make things too no, crazy. I, I think, they'll never I come think back again. Jeff does a great job writing these scenarios, and I think yeah. I think we do a good job presenting them. And I think everyone had a lot of fun. Well, so. let's get through the objective scenarios before anyone makes too uh, too. Uh, <laughs> makes well, that being said, now let's talk about the objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that we've stated that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go through these because a couple of them are kind of similar or the same as before, right? Like the, uh, the artillery table and the airfield table are the same, although I. I had forgotten until someone asked a question round four. I didn't realize that round four they actually read the they actually read the pack correctly. Holy crap! And so the airfield table, if uh, so, those that aren't familiar with it, it's a it's an airfield. It's a winter table, and the the plowed sides of the runways make for snowbanks that you know offer cover and stuff like that. Because otherwise, yep. airfields are really impossible to play on for cover. Yep. Uh, and it's got a big hanger on one side, and the control tower is mostly in the center of the table. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the hanger side, there's just so much in your way, it is almost impossible to get to that control tower in any any good fashion unless you just blitz for it. Yeah. So I changed it after last year that the original uh, deployment is on the short edges, and then the reserves come in on the long edge. That's right. So when someone asked it like that, I'm like, uh, yeah, the yes, your deployment is short edge. So you're going to pick a short edge that's yours and a long edge that's yours, and your deployment is from the short edge. Because that way everyone has equal chance of getting to the center just the way the table's designed. Mm-hmm. That's a good change. So mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until round four that someone read that, and I'm like, 
wondering why everyone's saying that, oh, don't take that side. There's no way to win. I'm like, I knew that, and I know I changed something on yeah. that one. <laughs> it was round four. Someone finally asked. I'm like, okay, well, you guys are going to be the first ones to play this correctly. So, Sad. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's not on you, though. You can't watch every table. Yeah. Well, I should know. maybe try to babysit those objective tables a little bit. Uh, it looks like there was still a 20 nil on the you can play it correctly. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never <laughs> mind. Didn't end up making too big a difference for that game. No. But I know how that goes. Uh, so the artillery, the scenario for the artillery table is the same. Was the same. The, the table board, is different. Completely, di- completely new board for artillery. So looked, looked gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it turned out all right. Yeah, it was. I mean, after after I was in Ireland, we went. Well, I went to Normandy, and I was very inspired by a couple places I was there to try to make it look like Normandy. So nice big artillery bunkers now. So yep. yeah, I was happy that it turned out. It seemed like it played pretty good. I think. I didn't yeah, hear too many so. complaints. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear any more than the normal amount of complaints about it. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I think there's maybe a tweak in there to, because the artillery strikes were not coming in, and, you know, that's the that's the chaos we enjoy. Yeah. Of having, going over it, all right, finish your order dice, there's an artillery strike coming in, and walking them through that. Yeah. And those weren't, those weren't getting there very fast. So Yeah. Well, I, th- I, I think the players understand it, and so they're, it was a draw most of the time until someone was able to finally get the upper hand. So, mm-hmm. yep. Maybe add a fifth so there's an odd number or something. Oh, I could certainly do that. So, all right. <laughs> so, just real quick, just to summarize in case no one's listened in the last year about how these actually work. Four years. So, <clears throat> oh, four years. So, <laughs> the uh, the airfield table after beginning at any point in turn four or later, if you have any of the win conditions, you can take. You can send out one of the airstrikes to one of the non-objective tables, and the winning condition is to have a unit have have a unit the highest level in the building. Meaning, if you're the only unit in the ground floor, ground floor, you have you have the minor win condition. Therefore, it's a victory condition. Uh, the major condition is to be at the top floor. Um, spoiler alert: uh, the first two rounds, the building got blown up and destroyed. So, yeah, which by the way is a draw because you need to be in the building. Anyway, and then for the <laughs> artillery, um, as soon as you have wind condition, turn, any time turn four or later, and the wind condition there is to control more of the bunkers than your opponent. Mm-hmm. And then you can issue one of the artillery strikes out to the non-objective tables. So that's how those worked. Yep. And, and have worked. And, you know, uh, maybe, maybe we look at making that a little easier to get those out because that's... That's the chaos I enjoy. Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. I mean, it was there's a combination of things. People were more cagey about not letting someone get the objectives early to fire them out, and uh, I don't know. There, <laughs> there was one artillery object, uh, artillery strike that was available that no one wanted. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that in a little bit as to why that was. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, good, and. Jeff did is what we called his Parsons 2.0. <laughs> yeah, I love this scenario. This is the um, one. This is the one where I question his scenario writing ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we added the new uh, 2.0 for Partisans, which was based since it's Hollywood. We based it on Kelly's Heroes, and there's the bank, and there's two other spots on the board that have piles of gold bars dropped by Kelly and the Germans, and so people are trying to get their get their army there, get to the objective. And at the end of the turn, you roll a d6, and on a 2, 3, 4, or 5, you score a victory point. 
on a one, you, uh, what was he, scored D6 victory points, and then every unit within D6 inches is removed from the game. Because they, they just fucked off with the yeah, gold. They, exactly. Yeah. They, the gold was too big a temptation, and they take off with the gold. Yep. And then uh, on a six, it was... Actually, I think on a one, you just... I think they just left. And then on a six, you got... What, a one, uh, a one, the unit just left with the yes, gold. Yes, that's right. D6, a, and roll a D6. And, and that's that, how big an area. The, yep. Yeah, that's how big the area, any other unit in that and area. And a six, left. a six was... Call Jeff see, over. Call Jeff over. And so Jeff comes over. And you'd roll 2d6, and the person claiming the objective got the higher number of victory points. The other opponent got the lower number of dice of victory points. And then everybody within six inches, full six inches, effed off in the game. <laughs> and took the objective marker out of play. And took the objective marker out of play. Right. Now, of course, having playtested this a couple times, you know, it seemed pretty solid to me. And then when I actually get to the table and it's like, okay, end of the first round, each, each guy has one of these objectives and he's claiming it. They both roll sixes. It's like, <laughs> fuck sakes, guys. Like, the amount of sixes rolled for those objectives in the early turns of the game was ridiculous. It's hilarious. Hilarious and ridiculous. So Just, by yeah. yeah. So by turn th- uh, round three of the tournament, this is one of the reasons it's nice to babysit your tables because it's just getting way too common that they're rolling sixes. Uh, that would drop down to D3 instead of D6 on those dice for victory <laughs> okay. points if you roll the six. Sure. Because invariably people would roll that six and then they'd roll the two dice and one guy would roll a, he'd roll a six and a one. And it's like now the other, now he's got a five victory point lead. And it's like other unless you get the six on a different one, you're never catching up. So, yeah. so sure. that dropped down to D3, which leaves it much closer. Um, but, yeah, people seem to have a lot of fun. You get in the spirit of it and it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's with everything there, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I only had one guy get too salty about it, and I kind of told him, well, play better. <laughs> uh, just looking across the results, Jeff, every uh, scenario was a major victory. There was no minor victories in that on that table. Well, there's no minor victory condition on that table. Well, there you go. Only you've got one choice, apparently. You either win or you lose. The math checks out. There is no minor victory on that table. It is a major or nothing. So, could I add a minor? Sure, but why would I want to? Why? why yeah, it seems it seems good the way it is. Yeah, and it seemed to work out. I like. I it. mean, it's it's chaos, and it, it it feels like a better story though, right? Your guys did all just get blown up because they went to the wrong building. Now they at least got a bunch of money, yeah. and yeah, you guys well, aren't. They, they didn't die. They just went off to Switzerland. Right. Exactly. 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 Feels it's a much happier ending for your troops this way instead of getting exploded in a house bomb or something. You know. Way better. She's way better. Well, I mean, that's the old old partisan table was. Yeah. You know, the partisan sabotages the meeting, and you take two d six casualties, and the building's destroyed. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> Plus, this way, you don't have people taking you know, sturm tigers and just trying to blow up the buildings right away. Right. You know. Right. Try it. So. It was much better because if you can't destroy the objectives, they have to destroy themselves by your mm-hmm. positive action. It's a it's a better way to play that scenario, and I mean you're you're still possibly losing units, but I mean they're, yeah. they're running off with the gold, so you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Time to go open a Swiss bank account. That's right. So yeah, so I think it worked out pretty fun. Some iteration of partisans will always exist here, and this one was pretty fun, so it might come back again. We'll see. I liked it. Seems good. I had a good time. 
And then our last scenario one was Pat with The Great Escape, and I'll let Pat explain that one. Yeah, so I called this one Tom, Dick, and Harry. Uh, for anyone knowing or familiar with The Great Escape, those were the name of the escape tunnels that they had. So it had the, had the compound and had a barbed wire fence around it and the uh, access player. Uh, and this is basically uh, a twist on hold until relieved. Uh, but instead of just one objective, there are three. And there was six locations that were fairly cent- kind of central, mostly central to the board that you could pick three of them to put one of these tunnel markers in. Uh, and then uh, the access players had to get into one of the building, a.k.a. discover the tunnel, and the ally players had to keep them safe. And now, before anyone gets all excited, if someone blew up the building with a marker in it, that was removed, and it was neither discovered nor kept safe. So no scoring on it. Yep. Uh, and this one, you know, I, I guess I had I had talked in episodes previous about playing this kind of legacy version, and if, you know, someone broke through, you know, I was just going to leave it out. Well, I ended up doing that for day two. And I think it made it a little more a little more balanced game along the way. And also remeasured some things and realized that I was off by about an inch and a half uh, on the setup. So, Don't. Well, you know, when you're setting up five tables on a Thursday night. Right. Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. So, But, I mean, even so, it wasn't, you know, it was, uh, there was a major for the Allies and a minor win for the Allies. And then I think it was two majors. One went, one went Axis, one went Allies on day two. So... Okay, so it is possible. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, possible. Yeah, the changes, the changes helped, for sure. So. Yeah. Well, and also having the allies stop going into buildings where the the Axis players going not going into buildings where the tunnel couldn't possibly be was also a point right, of strategy. This is, yeah, this is one where, as an Axis player, you had to look at the scenario and understand that not every building is it possible for there to be a tunnel. You don't have to go into all of them, just these ones. <laughs> So you're saying they didn't read the scenario very well? Well, I think there were, were there nine nine buildings on that board? Uh, so there's one, two, three. There's a total of six buildings, but each one counted as two because they were over eight inches long. That's right. Sure. But there was only six three, three buildings, six. six six spots that they that they could be in, and they were all basically this towards the center of the board. Right, and so you know both both sides you wanted to ignore effectively. Um, yes, but I sure. mean, that allowed the access player to set up a defensive perimeter, etc. And so I think and the, the, the access also were got helped, so. could also bring in their reserves. Uh, so they got the short edge and a long edge of the table for both deployments, and they they could deploy any or all of their infantry, unlike the actual scenario in the book, which says any and all, which is kind of lame. But sure, so it's yeah. Um, I think everyone seems still had fun with it, win or lose. And I did actually print this one out in color, and the buildings that it could be were clearly in red. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So. I think it was. I, th- I think it was. Uh, the access players struggled early with that one, and again, I think that was primarily to to not really understanding um, fully what uh, what they needed to do. But not by the second day, with your tweaks and then the team talking, um, they got they got their their hands around. Yeah, I think that helped sort it out quite a bit. So, yeah. In the end, that worked out really well. And it's a beautiful table, so, you know, double fun. Good scenario, good table. Yep. Worked out really well. So, so yeah, those are our, those are our four objective scenarios we had rolling in the center. So. Um, Sweet. Yep. And we've talked about the rewards for, well, the classics. I guess I don't you know, 
artillery board and the airport board. But yep. the two new tables, well, the partisan, the new written rendition of the partisan. <laughs> um, so, what, um, what did you come up with for these? Whomever got the major victory on the partisan table, uh, I let them, I asked them after the round was over, I said, where would you like the chaos to go? Where would you like to send positive waves? Where do you want to send the positive waves? <laughs> and they'd pick a table. It didn't matter. They'd just pick a table number. And i say, okay. And then when the round, next round was about to start, I'd walk over to that table. And the Axis player got the Hollywood Tiger Tank, and sure. the Allied player got Oddball Sherman. As both, each guy got a free, <laughs> a, basically a free 300-point tank to play with. Just something new to, yeah, okay. Because... So they could have had a, already had another tank, it's just, just, here's an extra tank. Here's an extra tank. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah Paul was playing with his special character Tiger, and then the Hollywood Tiger. <laughs> and then the Hollywood Tiger. Oh, man. You got both of them. Yep. Because he brought Walt Whitman, or not Walt Whitman. Uh, <laughs> that's that's, Walt an, that's Whitman. an author. Whitman. Whitman. Michael yes, Whitman, yeah. Michael Whitman. Yeah. Walt Whitman is a different Walt character Whitman. altogether. Not driving a German tank around, that's for sure. Well, now I'm going to imagine that. Someone needs to write us some poetry <laughs> about Tiger Tanks. It's like some, some fanfic about Walt Whitman driving a tank. Damn it, I'd watch that movie. Was just reciting poetry. Because right, he was a poet, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was he a yeah. short story writer? A little, a little bit, a little, a little bit. Both, right. okay. Yeah. It's been a while since AP English, but <laughs> yeah, I was to say I haven't read any of his stuff recently. Obviously, uh, anyway, okay. But yeah, oh. so it's so it was uh, giving one side a three hundred point unit's way unbalanced. Giving each side a three hundred point unit much better. Right. That, that that, being, that's just fun. That's, that's just fun. Yeah. Although I got to tell you, you can really tell nobody plays with heavy tanks because using a tiger that you're not used to using is not easy. Well, it doesn't have all the crazy special rules. Like, well, it had plenty of crazy special rules. I mean, it had a hundred ra- hundred inch range. You know, oh, that's right. Ten eight okay. death ray cannon on it. And, <laughs> yeah, it's a su- super heavy death ray. I think is what it was actually called. Yeah, I think that's the actual name of the gun. And it's literally <laughs> out of the Kelly's Heroes rules packet that Warlord sure. makes. That's and I awesome. Just printed the page off and said, "Here's the point level you get it at." The guys playing okay. Oddball Sherman had to select one upgrade out of a list of like five that's available to them. Okay, um, and, there's and you pretty, also gave yeah, them the unit, but not an order dice. Correct. Yeah, they did not get an extra order dice for it. It was just a bonus unit in their army. So if you already had twelve, you were in, something wasn't going to activate that turn. Okay. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Pat, what and was actually, the bonus? On, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, no, so for for winning the uh, the objective tables, the uh, Great Escape and the Partisans, the winner of that got to have a camera crew follow them, and also they gained a gold order dice for that round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the camera crew is its basically like the war correspondent that no tournament ever allows, and it basically is, so uh, any unit, friend or foe, within line of sight of the camera has the I'm in the shot special rule, which means they get to re-roll any failed order tests. Mm-hmm. Right. Super good. And then also it has a special rule where it for deploys absolutely last before the first dice is pulled on turn one. So they can have their deployment set up and then they can you know, point it at themselves so as not to get the enemy in the shot. Uh, and then there was also, for winning the artillery and the airstrike table, there was a smaller version of that, which was just the war photographer, who had basically the same thing, but his effective range was only 18 inches. And also the order dice for that too. So sure. I, I did notice a lot of lists had more than just the 12 order dice. There was a lot of 14, 16... Order dice lists. And people I, are learning. Yeah. Yeah. Learning yeah. that we uh, award order dice. Yep. 
Now, did you make it so that the gold one could only be used for that one unit? Uh, <clears throat> the gold one could only move that unit, but it could be used for any other unit. Yeah. Okay. So you couldn't use any other order dice for it, but you could... Yeah, if you want to move right. your war correspondent, only the gold dice. Sure. Yep. So, Otherwise, it's just an inert ability, so it doesn't really have to move as long as it's where you want it to be. Yeah. Correct. Like and the one guy that... You can use that order dice for something else. <laughs> they put it on top of one of my buildings on my Casablanca board so it could see the whole battlefield. <laughs> it was like, this is going to be an awesome film, but there's no strategic advantage here. No, right. <laughs> Everything gets rerolls. I would have done the same thing. I think that Make- was when um, Eric Hagen burned down Rick's cabaret, if I'm not mistaken. He did. <laughs> oh, that jerk. <laughs> he did. Total jerk. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was that was fun. Um, so let me see here. I had some notes around, but yeah, yeah, armies. Okay. So I'm, I don't know where to put this in since we're talking about the order dice, twelve order dice here. I'm just going to throw this out there. Having we we've done the twelve order dice now for years at Snafu. Mm-hmm. Yep. I well and truly have reached the point where I think twelve order dice is the optimal way to play this game. It's, it seems to balance things out that are not otherwise balanced. Yes. Like, if you want to bring 24 units of Russians, you can still do that, but sure. you're only going to activate 12. And what that does is it keeps the game moving. The game, yeah, right. The game doesn't bog down. You don't get a... Some armies don't have access to cheap throwaway units where they can play that order dice game. And so it keeps that strategic advantage away. It balances it better. It's yeah. it's still a strategic advantage, right? So oh, you, yeah. I blew up one of your units. Well, I have another unit to replace right. it with. So I don't have to take an order dice out of the bag because right. I've got plenty more where that came from. But right, it's still an advent, like advantageous, but it's not the same. It's not the same yeah. level of advantage. Yeah. There's for sure. a, yeah. there's a, a diminishing return after so many. Units yes, effectively. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, good point. So I'm a huge fan of that. I'm sure there'll be some push back from out in the world on that but uh i think it makes the game better and i understand it's an artificial constraint but let's be real lots of things are artificial constraints in the game to make a game yeah. better like the rifle ranges correct yeah or that all rifles are the same i'm fine with that because i like that constraint to make the game better mm-hmm. sure right. yep i mean the reality is is that like if you think about it not every commander could command the, all of these units so I guess that would probably not be true because it's kind of autonomous. But no, not um, really. I mean, <laughs> it depends on. The, there's a whole lot of things. It depends on the army and right. how they train their officers and right. all of yeah. that kind of stuff. So there's there's a lot of you know 24 units for one inexperienced second lieutenant is going to be a cluster flop no matter what. So that's that's actually a good uh, that's that would be an interesting thing that if you were able to take higher leadership, you get to maybe have a few more dice or something too. <laughs> well, know, I mean, it would give you a reason to take a higher officer. Yeah, right? You know, that's that's no joke. Like, whatever level of officer they were, if they got an extra order dice. So if you took a major, you'd have 16 order dice. Right, you get plus four, essentially. Yeah. Oh, second writing, LT is, writing notes for next year. Your second on. LT is 11. First LT is 12. How about if he's inexperienced, do you lose an order dice? Well, that's what you just said, right? <laughs> an inexperienced junior LT is 11. Right, yeah. so you would lose one. A regular LT would be two or twelve, whatever. Yeah. Something. Like, I'm not sure that I want to monkey with veterancy, but like just the levels of like you have right captains, majors. Yeah, I think there's something to be worked, looked at in there. So for 
for fun. It's just interesting, an interesting but, and idea. And again, like it's, it. it's trying to balance out those lists that just spam units so they always have the order dice advantage. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I understand that that's, you know, well, that's my strategy is I spam units. So, I, you know, Multiple fine. Units, yeah. Doesn't make the game better, though. Doesn't right. necessarily make the game fun for everybody. Correct. No. And if the game's not fun, people don't want to play it. That Correct. It doesn't, doesn't matter how accurate it is. Right. I mean, the guys that the guys that want to play simulation World War II are probably not playing the bolt action rule set anyway. Let's just be frank. Or Harry, or, or Tom. Paul, or Steve. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. is this is definitely a game, a World War II game, not a World War II simulation. Right. Well, in all honesty, how many how many armies were truly MSU style? Almost none. Yeah. Everyone had. Full by, if, uh, troops in all units were kind of the same amounts. They weren't. Yeah, they would patch together guys from different units to make large units. Right. right. They were yeah, like, they, oh, there's only four of you? Okay, we'll go out there then. They had their level of fighting efficiency. You know, what this is what the number was. So they were always trying to get at that number. Right. Because then they can support each other and do all the things that they need to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever that doctrine was. So. Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever theirs was. Yeah. Yeah, you don't start seeing undermanned units till much later in the war when you just didn't have replacements anymore. Sure, but that's right. But then they didn't have, instead of four ten man squads, they didn't have eight five man squads. They were right, still making right. ten man squads and fighting in a smaller front. Yeah, they still had the four eight man squads now or six man squads. They didn't make more units. Right. right. They didn't right. divide people up. They just had understrength units. So yeah, but yeah, something to something to look at. We could toy with that in a small tournament, see what it plays like, you know, or a couple games, and see if it actually works or not. But. I personally think it would do wonders balancing the game. Yeah. And and not that the game needs a ton of balancing, but that's one area of the game that's never felt great when you, you know, bring your 10,000 10, point, 10 order dice German list and your guy plops down 26 <laughs> order dice Russians yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go get a drink while you play the game. And right, yeah, they, right? they're playing tw- two-thirds of the game and you're not. So. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's something we can easily do, and you know, when you're talking about a, a narrative event that you know we kind of control and, and tweak and adjust things as needed as you go through. Yep. So, yep, absolutely. That's the cool part about running tournaments is you can play things like that. Sure. And and as long as you're not too crazy about it, most of the players will be like, "Sure, I'll try that out." Right. They won't. You get people they won't like hate you flying up from like Tennessee and whatnot. Exactly. So it's super two. cool. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, that was my tangent. <laughs> it's a good tangent, though. I like that. I would, uh, I would play that version of Bolt Action. Yeah, I like. I feel like that's an optimal. Just keep the points, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, don't keep the points. the points. Yeah, keep the points so you have a balanced game. But you know, just put. Um, and that's not to say Bless you can't. Again, that's like we play with the twelve order dice. You can't. It's not you can't bring twenty order dice. It's just you're only ever going to activate twelve of them. Right. I kind of want you to do the inverse too, though. If like if I have. If I only have eight <laughs> units, I get twelve dice still, and you can just activate things more than once. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I mean, so the, the flip side of that doesn't really work out. <laughs> sure, it does. You know, it starts making that tiger tag not such a bad option to take. Right, yeah, like Death Star squads uh, everywhere. That could be uh, a captain benefit, or maybe sure. um, a reward for an objective table. You'd have to like set some. You'd have to set some ground rules. Like you can't. No, right? no, so if no you, ground rules. We don't do ground rules. Come on. No. Oh no. If if you were doing that, like it, you have eight squads and you get twelve dice. If you 
right? You can't you can't issue more than one additional order to any unit or something like that. Yeah, so you can't more sure. than twice, sure. right? You can't activate something oh, you mean more my than twice. Police lancers, I can't activate them eight times. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. leaders activating the tag seventeen times. Oh god, that was that yeah. game. My for those shot, you mean I can't fire that five times? <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah. Jesus! Okay, never mind. No, no, no yeah, I don't like fire your four katushas twice each. For... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm done. Never mind. Forget, forget <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> multi launchers can fire once a turn. There's, I'm adding yeah, a new you like multi launcher, so I'm going to give you a, a way to multi launch your multi launcher. <laughs> <laughs> It's like exponentially grows to cover the whole board. Except then you couldn't shoot it anymore. Because yeah. then it would be too close to your units. Right, so there. Yeah. You're just going to fire smoke until the entire table is smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a win. Yeah. I'm here to verf the nebbles all over the board. Just everywhere. Oof. <laughs> oh my I mean, goodness. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, well, again, you know, it's ex- we're, we're experimental bolt action now. So, you know, we can... A- apparently... You can try things. Once once a year, anyway. Maybe twice a year. Small tournaments, uh, you know. Yeah. As long it's as always hey, as, opportunity. And, and what, I, what do I always say? As long as you warn players ahead of time so they know what to expect for the expectations for the tournament, I have no problem with that. Because yeah, if they don't right. like the idea, they don't have to come. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to give you their money, and that's, that's totally right. fine. And that's if totally they don't like the idea, give us a chance. We might, we might right. massage you might find, your, exactly. your feelings you, a little bit. Exactly. You might find it's actually... There have been things that I thought were dumb, and then when I actually got to play them, I was like, okay, this isn't as dumb as I thought it was. And it's kind of fun. <laughs> kind of. You say that about a lot of things. I say that about a lot of things. <laughs> well, this isn't as dumb as I thought it was. Yeah. Am I perhaps the dumb one? Hmm. <laughs> tune in at 11. Yeah, tune in at 11. Same bat time. You're never going to believe number four. Oh, gosh. No, I'm not clickbaiting anybody. Oh, God. Nope. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Not a chance. All right. What's, uh, what's, next on our, what's next on our thing? Armies. Uh, armies. Let's talk about some armies because I know there were some armies there that I liked. Are we talking about the actual list that people brought? Uh, just the, the breakdown of them. Um, oh, sure. And, there we go. And I did uh, uh, reach out to, to Bo, and he was really excited to get all the lists and wanted to do a breakdown video that he does to try and figure out what on earth the meta is at Snafu. And I said, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. So hopefully he'll hopefully he'll post a video at some point in the near future. I also gave him stuff for the recon rumble too. So, nice. right so he's gonna cool. he's, the first thing you hear him saying he's like there were a lot of not optimal choices here. I can't <laughs> make his accent. <laughs> so I don't know why these people brought these giant tanks, but uh, they shouldn't have. Is this really the meta in America? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So um, so again we do. You know, it's red versus blue, so we have some people that, like, hey, I can bring either one, whatever you need, are willing to balance. Uh, we did get down to the point where we had a French list that we had to have him play as VT French. It happens. So, and then also, I think, oh, no, did he drop? He did drop us, right? We were going to have him, but he ended up dropping the night before due to weather. Okay. Uh, did and did then, Jesse end up So we had Jesse, who, is, yeah. who said he'd play as Soviets as those renegades. So we moved him over to the to the Axis side, but we did have four German lists, okay, uh, three Soviet lists, five U.S. lists, two Italy. Uh, the Japanese list dropped one Partisans and one British. Only one Brit. It's amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah. How about two Italian lists? I was excited about that. 
Did was was one of them Jason Myers? No. no. One was Tor though, and he apparently didn't see the part that we took out uh, Avante Avoya <laughs> and put in Axis support instead. Oh no! Well, uh, he was, spoiler. He he won best Axis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did really well even with that. Well, ev- well, just taking away that rule is still good. Like, like I would still be happy. Like, yeah, we got rid of the shitty rule. Okay, right. sweet. Oh, you, you would have gotten uh, you know an extra access unit. Oh, that's right. fine. Well, we just lost the I, unit. I, I, we, the... We've gone over the rules. Situationally shitty, but I talked to Tor, and the way he plays it, he's he's very careful to not pick up the sure. downside if he can. So, right, well, I mean, you have to be <laughs> right. right. It it it's not like it's the worst rule ever. It's it's that you it pigeonholes you into certain play styles and or list building techniques. It definitely hamstrings you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like you, you're not going to play MSU. No, because that would be a horrible choice. Correct. <laughs> I think. So I hear. So I hear that's a really bad idea. It would idea. be absolutely awful with Italian CD. Yes. Yeah. Probably not a lot of small teams either. Right. Precisely. No. No small teams, if you can, I'm sure. Yep. Like, yeah, it just, it just builds, it builds your list for you, essentially, which is the unfortunate part. Yeah. It forces, yeah, you're exactly right. It forces you into play styles that are, you know, they're not the worst thing in the world, but it, it limits your choices if you want to be able to play competitively at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To be yeah, fair, the models are you know, pretty. His list came in, and all I can tell him is if it's legal or not. Not yep. if he, hey, did you see this? You know. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah. maybe going forward, I might. Hey, did you read the player pack? Were you aware that you didn't have to play with this crappy rule? <laughs> right. And that you actually got another rule. That's the. I mean, yeah. right? He lost the rule. He didn't care about that. It's like you, you yep. didn't get to put an extra unit on the table. Yeah. But he seemed to do okay. He did just fine. And Apparently. You know, I mean, I played in your tournament with Italians, and I, I think I got best access in your tournament, too. So it's not that you can't play with them. It's just you're pigeonholed into a certain play style. Right. Yep. So. And nobody likes that. And, and no, it, I mean, that's it's anti-fun. Right. And damn it, we like fun. You, mandatory fun for Mandatory everyone. fun. Do you like fun? Mm-hmm. Speaking of fun, let's talk about intelligence officers that we... <laughs> strongly encouraged players to bring. I feel like we didn't push it as hard this year, but we've been pushing it long enough that people knew about it. Um, I will say that some people were skeptical of their value leading up to the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes on you. They woke up to that this time. Yeah, jokes on you. Because every scenario, you got a benefit if you had an intelligence officer. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of the turn, you made a successful check and in some cases, if the, your opponent had one, they could do a counter check. So, like, for example, on the Great Escape Board, if you had an intelligence officer as an Axis player and made a check, the allied player had to reveal where one of the tunnels was located. Boom. Unless they also had an intelligence officer and then could counter that. Mm-hmm. Uh, other scenarios allowed you, uh, someone, one, one or two units, to make a move before the game started or advance deploy those other units. So there's in each scenario, there is a little... A little tidbit, a little extra boon that you got if you had an intelligence officer. Um, also, we talked about the artillery strikes and the airstrikes earlier. So the way those worked is if you got one called in your table, uh, you drew a line of sight from either your intelligence officer, your lieutenant, or an NCO. Now, if you drew the point from line of sight from your intelligence officer, the roll for the artillery strike to come in, or airstrike, got a plus one on the roll. Yeah. Okay. If you drew it, the line of sight from your LT, it was a straight roll, and if you drew it from your NCO, it was a minus one. 
So, but that was where the uh, artillery strikes, people weren't taking them because the people that were left didn't have a, the lieutenant or their intelligence officer, and one strike before that blew back into someone's lines. Yes, it did. <laughs> it just devastated them. Yep. <laughs> but see, having that intelligence officer meant if your intelligence officer was looking, you couldn't. that wouldn't happen to you. And that was amazing. Yes. Right? I mean, yep. not getting artillery because the... No- <laughs> The number of people that would have had artillery shift or drop on them, you know, it's not guaranteed it'll drop on you because it's random, but still. Right. Yep. Sure. Worth it every time. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that mess, That's pretty good for 30 points. Yeah. Plus, they, you still get their actual ability, which is once per game you can mm-hmm. make the check and pick the air dice that's coming out first. Yep. Now, Jeff, we did have a couple times come up, and you and I agreed on this, that when both players were trying to use their intelligence officer, they rolled off, and whoever won it was using their ability, but the other guy didn't have to burn his ability. Right, he could use it again in a later turn. Right, he could use it next turn. This is the only way that makes sense, otherwise it just feels bad for the guy that didn't didn't get to use his ability. And once again, we're all about fun here, damn it. Right. And, And did you also give them an extra secondary objective or something like that? Uh, so they had secondary objective cards, right? Uh, that they could complete up to two per round, and we're just keeping track of how many they completed. Yep. And so this this kind of leads into to results here, which is a good segue. Um, the side that scored the most secondary objectives was going to get a bonus fifty uh, victory points to their oh, side. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy! That's crazy good. And looking at the results from last year, that would have swung the difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So and also in the fourth round um, on the partisans or the Kelly's heroes, excuse me, and the Gray Escape Table, whoever won that got a bonus five secondary objectives. Yep. Oh, for their shit. Side. Okay. Okay. Sweet. So there was a lot so, of there was a lot of victory points going around. Right. There was. <clears throat> so you guys are the Oprah of victory points. Yeah. You, you think you get that? A victory but... point. <laughs> well, and then and then the other thing we can do. You know, which is which is kind of again, we're keeping the narrative close is, is kind of our thing. Is we've got these secondary objective points, and the side that's kind of getting their their shit pushed in, we give them a couple more cards, a couple more get, options yeah. to get those secondary objectives, and don't let the guys that are winning they still have to use what they have. Yep. Uh, and then so so results wise, end of round one, the allies just dominated. Yep. Yeah. Okay. One hundred and fifty to thirty. It's because I was giving them good advice, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yes, Jeff took the uh, the allies over into the winner's briefing room. The winner's lobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that was the first round. And that, again, that was the, uh, the the non-objective tables were the private snafu, and there was that was you got 20 or you got nothing. So it looks like uh, only one... Just one. Access player actually won that, and then there was a draw on. Oh yeah, because the airfield. the airfield got burnt down. Right. Auto it seems draw. to seems to have a, a, a complete magnet for flamethrowers. But in all fairness, if you look like you're losing, that's a pretty a draw is a hell of a lot better than a loss. So. Mm-hmm. So we come back after lunch, and uh, they we play a dead draw, ninety to ninety. Yep. Wow. And so at the end of day one, it's 120 for the Axis with 13 secondary objectives, 240 for the Allies with 17 secondary objectives. 
So round two, the Axis didn't lose any ground, but they didn't make any back up. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's see, in that round, there were two ties. There were six majors and one minor victory. And then we go into round three, and the Axis apparently uh, like Sunday morning because they came out 135 to 45 mm-hmm. and 12 secondary objectives to five. So now lunch break day two, it's 255 to 285, and the Axis actually have the upper hand on secondary objectives, mm-hmm. 26 to 22. Dang. So it was a fight in the round four. Yep. Okay. And and then, and then it wasn't. <laughs> it was a repeat to round one. The Axis just got decimated, 30 oh. to 130. They Oof. only had eight secondary objectives. The Allies had 18 secondary objectives. That's so, crazy. So the total secondary objectives is now 34 to 40 in favor of the Allies. And the points are 285 to 415, but the Allies add that extra 50 bonus for 465 yeah. for just crushing victory. Yep. I pep talk my boys. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> apparently they ate the right lunch. Yeah, apparently they right. ate the right lunch. Well, you see, the trick is is I, I couldn't remember half the guy's name, so I infuriated them enough they went out and took it out of the Axis <laughs> players. Hey, you. <laughs> Too better. You, the guy with the dice and the plastic thing. Go do stuff. Exactly. Not, not that uh, the night previous had anything to do with that, but he's... Oh man! <laughs> Please see. Look here, remember my own name. <laughs> Straight. Yeah, you, you were you a little green for you. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I was a little green for you too. <laughs> Jeff and had some me. odd highlights to him that were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was a wash. Everything stayed where it was supposed to. Mm. <laughs> for the most part, right. So that was the results, um, and then of course we, you know, we went through the the, the best painted, and we had, wow, we had some phenomenal, some gorgeous armies, really yeah, gorgeous right? painted armies. It was it was ridiculous, um, and a very narrow margin. And you know, uh, we had five armies that all got votes, and they were the same votes that we had. We had the renegade uh, Alex Cross come down and take a look at, and these were his his picks as well. So. Okay. Uh, and and that was went to uh, John Stentz. Yeah. His his display board and the setup of his army was just fucking amazing. It was pretty it was impressive. I gotta say, pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's probably his favorite army that I've seen him do. Or it's of his armies. It's my favorite that I've seen. Okay, yeah. And and this is going back because he had a really sweet ogre army that I fell in love with as well. Um, from way back in Warhammer Fantasy, I played against, and so, but this one that he rolled out was that was special. So, and then uh, second was Eric Hagen. Oh, cool! Good for him. And he had he had the Lieutenant Spears that was running through the German army. That was just <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then uh, Monty Lumen was third, and then a split. Uh, split in for the fourth was uh, Nat and Jesse Thomas. Yep. yep. Okay. And all of these, I got to tell you, every one of these boards were just an army, just something else to see. It's way beyond my abilities. Oh my Jesus gosh, yeah. Christ! I wish I had like a third of their talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chuck, spoiler, you do, Jeff. Well. He also he also has a third of their patience. <laughs> there maybe is that. Well. I mean, to be fair, they they all had a really 
cool lofty goal to shoot for. We didn't have to make we didn't have to make movie armies. Yeah. Right? We had to make movie tables. We had to we inspired them to do what they're doing, which made it good. Mm-hmm. But right how like we you, you've never had to put yourself against that that uh goal or objective. Yeah. So maybe you should. Maybe you should make a movie army. And it'd be as cool. Yeah, maybe. So I handled our paint, or our Aurora Borealis, as we like to call it. Yep. And then our Bob Hope, it was, <laughs> I mean, there was, like, ten people were getting were getting votes. I mean, Which, twos, ones, twos, no one had a three. I mean, so, I mean, obviously everyone's really good to play with. Mm-hmm. And so when you come down to, you know, the sports and there's a bunch of ties, you go with the person who has the most uh, battle points, right. and that ended up being Ian. Oh, cool. So good for him. best sports. Yeah, he's awesome. pretty happy about that. Yeah. So, I mean, you're a pretty good sport if you're beating the crap out of people and they still think you're your favorite opponent. So Right. Or maybe it was the one or two guys that did beat him. I don't remember. But I don't remember who cast which vote. <laughs> Pay that close attention. There's too many slips of paper coming to me at the end of the day. It's all flying at you at once, yeah. <laughs> and then, Rick, you'll like this. Uh, so, all right, so we have our top axis. Yep. Was We already mentioned it was Tor. Yeah. Yep. And then our top ally player was John Stentz. Okay, good choice, John, again. Good and job, then, John. And then our Snafu Award uh, went to, I told the guys this, so we have one guy We have one guy here who flew up last year from Nashville, came sure. back this year and brought a friend, okay, saw I the like Toys that. for Tots on a Saturday, ran out to Target and picked up $140 in Nerf guns for the raffle. Nice, and that was that was our Snafu Award guy. That went yeah. that went to. Uh, I do like that. That's that was, good. That was yeah. awesome. Those are cool guns too. I was like, geez. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Hunter. He brought uh, he brought his friend Ray with. And Ray's like, dude, I'm so coming back next year. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. So we gave we gave Hunter uh, 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 the mat that we got from um, Frontline or whoever whoever we got it from. <laughs> we should probably remember that. Cut studio. Okay. Uh, probably should remember who our sponsors are sometimes. Well, that document's on a different screen all the way over there. Right. Well, and it's, we've, it's been a long time already since Snafu happened, yep. feels like anyway. Time flies when you're uh, when it's holidays. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Goodness. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that was... Uh, and then uh, the biggest winner, honestly, uh, we... We, so we we mentioned that our attendance was way way down. We had ten for Recon Rumble. We had twenty for Operation Snafu, which is almost literally half our numbers from last year. Yeah. yeah. But we still managed to raise about a thousand dollars for Toys for Tots Jeez. in cash. Still amazing. Yeah. In cash mm-hmm. and toys. So. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's incredible. That, actually, that says to our player base. I mean, if you do the math on that. I mean, that's an average of thirty-three dollars in donations per player. Yep. Well done. Yep. That's that's really nice. That's. We have awesome players. Yeah. Well, uh, not going to brag, but that's still that's like that was half of what they received essentially, right? Uh, that sounded so, like the other the rest right of the there. tournament raised fourteen hundred. Okay, yeah. Well, it just means how good our guys are doing, not yeah. necessarily well, how bad I mean, other people that's are. Right. We do the best we can, and hopefully we can set a standard. So that's right. I, I'm just happy that kids are getting toys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's all that matters. That's right. We're doing awesome. Right on. So it was great, and it's always the. The sad letdown of packing up all the tables and staring at Jeff and staring at Dale and like, <laughs> I guess we go now. It's time like, to leave now. I have to go home. Okay. Yep. And you get the car. It's like life. crap. Wife and kid, gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's always the the 
the sweet, the bittersweet letdown. Mm, it's a good three days, though. And I guess we would be remiss if we didn't mention our sponsors one last time. It's probably probably worth it, thanks so to we, these people. They make it yeah, possible. So we had GC Minis. Alan. Alan's always a good guy. Thanks, Alan. Uh, Warlord Games. Mr. Russell. Uh, and, and company. Mi- Micro Art Studios. They gave us a $10 voucher for every player. Nice. So that essentially covers most of your shipping. It's basically free shi- free-ish shipping. And yeah. they're, they're printed, they're paint printed. We gave that away in the raffle, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. So the stuff that we reviewed or looked at. Yeah, except for the one that I lost half the roof for. Oh, no. Have, well, <laughs> maybe I'll put that in there. And then, of course, when I was cleaning up, I found it again. I'm like, oh, well, okay, we'll, we'll have another tournament. No, we'll, just, we'll, give it, we'll give it away the next tournament. It's fine. So and then we've also had the source. Always generous. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Pat even, even stopped by and visited with us for a little bit. That was awesome. Yeah, oh, that. I'm, sad that, mm-hmm. I'm sad that I missed him there. It was great to see him. Uh, Army Painter. They gave us a couple of nice paint kits, which went out, you know, best painted. What do they need? They need more paints, obviously. So. <laughs> right. Were they were they speed paints? Because I think, didn't they just no, release a new I, speed set? No, I don't set? remember what the specific kits were. Okay. Uh, ask Monty and uh, ask John what they were. Sure. Well, I was, I was going to say, I feel, like they, I feel like Army Painter just released some new model and some new mini paints. I think, actually, I think one of them was their, their new uh, wet palette system oh, nice. thing. Okay. And the other one might have been one of their one of their paint sets for something or another. I cool. Which. Still, still cool. Uh, Rubicon sent us some kits, which those are always awesome, and usually yeah. top three off the off the raffle board. Usually grab pretty early. Which ones did they send us this time? Uh, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, never mind. There's, there's a sorry. lot of stuff there, Rick. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, Deep Cut Studios, we mentioned. They gave yep. us the game mat. Yep. Nice. Hunter, hope you're enjoying that. Hope it, hope you got it on the plane okay. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, kick-ass mail order, which is a new one this year. The guys couldn't make it, but they sent us some stuff. Yeah, were, they, super cool of them. were they planning on, on trying to make it up and just couldn't make it last minute, or did they just not? They, just uh, they never signed up, but okay. I know when I was uh, messaging back and forth uh, in earlier in the year, they, they wanted to, but it life thing. It's quite a trip, too. Mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah. It is a long ways away. As I found out when we were talking about trying to go there, I was like, ooh, that's an Oshkosh. That's that's all the way across Wisconsin. Yes, it that's is. A, it's a long drive. I can't do that in a day. And also new this year, Trenchworks. Always good models, too. They gave us a $20... So they gave us $20 gift certificates, and he said, give them to your winners. I said, I'm going to have 10. Is that okay? He said, yep. So <laughs> nice. the winning side uh, all got a twenty dollar trench gift certificate. Nice, that's awesome. And that so. he was nice that he got that he was okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, your trench works twenty bucks is a drop in the bucket for the most part, unless you're buying that's, SQL files. That's like true for everything. And it, I think he probably had it limited to you know can be used on one item or something like that. Oh but, sure, but that's you know how he uses his codes is fine. You know the. Is just grateful to have the option, and hopefully we'll get them again next year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's still it's good for everyone, right? Good for them, good for us, good for our player base. Absolutely, I should I should say it's not really good for us unless you were able to use it too. Well, I mean, I, I don't use the prizes. It's good for us. Rick. No, that's fair. Yeah, it's good for the tournament. So no, you just sit and read the books before we give them out. Actually, we didn't have Osprey this year. <laughs> but. No, Osprey has gone dark. That's, yeah, because it's like new rep or something, right? Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I tried several different 
nothing, nothing, nothing. So disappointing. Eh, those ones usually end up going pretty late in the raffle, anyways. They're not a high, <laughs> a high sought commodity, but they're informative and pretty pictures. I don't know. I enjoy them. I like books. Books yeah. are great. I love books. I love books. We should all say that. Just, just want a shirt that says that now. Yeah, it's, it's not, probably it's one. Not a book it's, it's it's a it's a word game. Tournament, tournament. So yeah, I understand fair. people picking the tanks and the other stuff first. Yeah, oh, true. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, all the guys that won their stuff in the raffle, because there are some guys that dropped significant change in there. Yeah. There, at the end of it, there was one guy who's like, oh, "I got five ones left. Give me three more tickets," and he won on one of those. Nice. Jeez. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Well, I mean, if it works, it works, right? Yeah. So. So yeah, that was it. Was a great time. It was awesome. Enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it is a lot of hard work that goes into this tournament, and I'm very grateful for those that showed up and had a lot of fun. At least I hope you had a lot of fun. I certainly did. I look forward to doing it again. So. It sounds like we're unofficially. On for next year. Okay. Okay. Uh, there is also the possibility of another uh, Renegade. Is Renegade is dropping to just two tournaments a year. They usually try and run four, but now just the workload and the people still willing to do the admin level of it are dropping to two. So we might be joining them for their spring event, which is March, April time frame, I think. Okay. Okay. It's, it's post-Adepticon. And we'll, as more information becomes available, uh, we'll find out what that is. But it's basically going to be not Operation Snafu, so expect it to be more of a... So, Operation Snafu, I need you guys to run it. There's no way I could run that by myself. Right. right. No chance in hell. Sure. But you do a competitive event, sure. Not a problem. Yep. Those run themselves. Those are just clicking numbers and pointing people to go places. That's easy enough to do. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. I'm, I'm cool. excited to see what develops. Yeah, me too. Cool. Um, let's uh, let's dive into our next topic then. So, well, why don't we maybe take a break first? We've been oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. People have been like really waiting for that music to come on. So, all right, fine. We'll play that sweet music. <laughs> play that. Play that not so funky music. Everybody downloads our episodes just to hear that break song. I uh, know. Let's, I know. Let's, 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 let's I not, Let's not admit that. <laughs> It's not saying a whole lot. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's take a short break. We uh, we will be back in just a sh- short second. Hope you enjoy the music. How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? Would you like to spend a holiday away across the sea? How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to hang your stocking on a great big coconut tree? How'd you like to stay up late like the islanders do? Santa to sail in with your presence in a canoe. If you ever spend Christmas 
All right, welcome back. Hope you enjoy the music. I, I loved it. I did too. That's great. I wonder it's... what I'll pick. Walsh <laughs> Matilda dubstep, baby. There was a actually. You guys probably missed it because I know you guys don't listen, but uh, probably about ten episodes ago, I, I did throw Walsh Matilda in there again. So, oh, it's the long, the slow kind. You didn't. I would. Yeah, I would have never found it actually. Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't tell you. Yeah, it would have been hilarious though if you just waited until we were like. <laughs> Celebrating 100 episodes, like, and it's been waltzing Matilda every time. It's since. been waltzing Matilda for the last 25 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys never caught on. I've been waiting yeah. for you guys to say something, and you never did. Oh, I can't, dude, I can't listen to myself talk. I listen to you talk all the time. I know. It's fantastic. Some days. I've had a couple of days where I'm like, maybe I should be talking right now, but I did it anyway. Uh, I think you've had a gravel. I think you've had one or two gravelly episodes. Of, of all the episodes, it's really not that bad. It's really not. Percentage-wise, yeah. We've, we've survived 70, 77 and a half episodes so far. 78 seems to be a little bit of bear right now. Uh, yeah, a little technical difficulties, a little uh, little distractions, uh, all We're the good. things together. We're, We're good. getting there. We're but, good. but here, boys, hear me out. we got a, we got a copy of Gentleman's War. So we get, right, to, yes. we get to look at some stuff in there. You guys, you two, are seriously drooling over models in that. I mean, I think there's certain one models. one model in particular that might get Jeff to start a British army. Yeah, you're not wrong. I I would go that way for that model too. It's a pretty friggin' sweet model. Not gonna yeah. lie. All right. So if you're not familiar with Gentleman's War, it's a new it's a new starter set from Warlord. Uh, it's the Eighth Army versus the DAC. So so Sand Wars. I guess. <laughs> this, like this, not, not not Tatooine, but not yet. Not no, Dune. or not well, not, I mean, not Dune. Yeah, like I, I I mean, Star Wars was filmed in Tunisia, and the war was fought in Tunisia, in North right? So I'm, I'm kind of kind of kind of kind of is Star Wars. Yeah, they left that. a lot of the set there. I think it's still there, right? Wasn't there during World War Two though? Well, no, well, not till after the Philadelphia <laughs> experiment, <laughs> right? <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> this is a little time travel there. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Sure. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Pat, what is in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, God. The so box, then we just... All right. So... Sticks with you. 
They do have the, I'll never use this because I can't read the small writing, but they have the little A5 rule book. Is that what it says in the front of his bolt action, too small, I can't read this edition? I can't read that. <laughs> bolt action for people with readers. Bolt action yeah, for I, young I would, eyes. Yeah. I, I, would definitely, I would definitely have my cheaters but if I were having to read it. But honestly, I mean, for a starter set, you don't have to buy the big rule book that's kind of built in, which is really nice. Really it is nice. For all their starters. Yeah. And but, yeah. and I do recall even back in the Warhammer Fantasy days, I think they had a small one, which is really they convenient did. for carrying around to tournaments. It was coveted. In fact, it was mm-hmm. like yeah. People. Well, because that was because the the actual Warhammer Fantasy rule book was like seventeen pounds or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they <laughs> it really it the was. Book for a reason. Yeah. 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 Yes, they called it the Big Red Book for a reason. You're yep. right, Dale. Hey, man, I love that book though. So opening it <laughs> up right away, that rule book's on top, and then they've got a Gentleman's War pamphlet in there. Um, sure. I think John Russell had, had talked about it uh, briefly in the last episode. Uh, so what it does is it has, it's got um, just kind of like some historical information, which you'd expect from a warlord campaign book, for lack of a better term. It's got, also printed in here is the sprue, so you don't have to lose the little thing that comes in the little box. Hallelujah. Right in the booklet, yeah. Which is nice. It's got that for both the 8th Army and for the DAC. Nice. Um, it also has one, two, three scenarios. And the scenarios are basically designed for you to escalate. Start with, like, you starts with three units, adds a little more, and then finally you're, fl- you're playing the full contents of the box. Now, I-, I do have to put a slight nudge in here. So in the setup... The game is played on a six foot by four foot in parentheses that is seventy two by thirty six inches. Okay. Wait. Right. It's played on a six foot by four <laughs> foot in parentheses. Yeah. They said it's seventy two by thirty six inches. Damn, damn Brits and their metric <laughs> conversions <laughs> being wrong. For the record, forty eight inches would be four yeah. feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it took me a second. I'm like, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. That doesn't check out. That's because that's but, a different. That's a different game. That's, uh, that's but in the, in Star the Wars Legion. The setup is seventy-two by thirty-six inches. So I'm huh. not sure which one is supposed to be correct. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> Going to get an errata for the starter set. This is a whole page. They have. Stuff. They 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 did it for uh, um, Island Assault. They had an errata. Yeah. They did, didn't they? Yep. So, you know, just just calling that. I mean, the picture. It, it's really funny because I'm like. Well, that, that must be a typo. And I look at the picture and go, well, then the picture has to be a typo, too. Because, yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it is 40. It is it is 6 by 4. But it is nice, the fact that they have, okay, here's your first, which is basically like meeting engagement, and it's three order dice versus three order dice. And the next one adds a little more, and then by the third scenario, you're playing with the full, the full contents of the box. Hmm. So yeah. you can build a balanced set from each size, each side with six order dice apiece. And we also, John also mentioned last episode that they have the, the painting guide, which I like because usually you have to pay four bucks to download it, mm-hmm. the PDF. And, you know, we would mentioned last time that it has multiple system model colors for you. So nice. Sure. Yeah. And the same thing for the vehicles. And then they've got all the different possible variations of the kits for the vehicles nicely yeah. detailed out in assembly, which is much, much needed. That's cool. So, I mean, the, the pamphlet alone is just like, okay, this is much better than they've put out in the other starter sets that I've seen. 
then they've got uh, the topper, I want to call. It kind of like holds all the models separate from the rest of the stuff, which has sure. got uh, the quick the, the quick reference play sheet. You know, so it's got your turn sequence, it's got your weapons charts and stuff like that. And they've also got on the flaps they printed <laughs> a, a ten inch ruler for you to cut out. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I did put a ruler against it. It is accurate. That, I'm, I'm glad that it's at least accurate. It's, <laughs> Because otherwise it'd be really silly. But okay, so you, you have a reference sheet on top, and now you're going to cut the flaps off the sides. Yeah. Because you want the rulers. I. Well, if if this or this or me being me, and this is my first time, I would I would cut all four flaps off because it's a nice cardboard. Sure. Okay. Nice cardboard, so, little durability to it, and it's a quick reference, and then you can cut out your rulers after that. This is one of those things where I'd like leave it in the box and then like someday I'd be like, I really need a 10 inch ruler for something. and be like, Oh, I've got one in the box. Let me go cut it out. Cause it's the only time I'd probably ever use that. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, they've also got their, they've got two sets of their little, uh, damaged vehicle smoke markers that they include with a lot of their vehicles. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's got the red, the black and the gray smoke and three bases for it. So you got a total of six of those. Interesting. I don't see that in any of the, like the content pictures I've seen of this. So, well, that's why we're doing this, right? Oh, I just am surprised it's not in any of these pictures. But uh, and then they've also got uh, six order dice for each side. They're kind of uh, gray and very pale olive, very pale olive. And then they give you one, two, three, four, five, six. It's like my seven, skin tone. Ten, ten mini d sixes. <laughs> like they're tiny. They are. They're they're yeah. uh, half the size of an order dice. They're tiny. Those uh, those would be lost in carpet pretty quick. Stuck up a nose or something. Uh, well, you're not supposed to, Rick. You're not supposed to put your hobby up your nose. Yes, you are. Yeah, don't be Jeez. snorting your dice. Don't be snorting your dice. It doesn't make them roll better. <laughs> this depends not, on how they Not come that out, I, I would know for. Uh, and just also, shooting them out of your nostril onto the table. Everyone enjoy that. <laughs> uh, they've got a new two 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 kit, which they give you all the build variants. In this, uh, this is. Really, so I have a Rubicon two to two model kit, and this is really close to it. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a nice looking sprue for sure. Yeah, and then they've also got the the Humber. It can be built as a Mark two or a Mark four. Dude, it's just a, a super cool model. Actually, it's a sweet it's model. Just a fucking sweet model. Oh my god. Yep. So I do have a couple models of uh, Mark Humber, Mark two, Mark Humber, Humber Mark two, and. I want to put this one together instead because it just looks way more. Badass. It's just better. It's such it, a good model. Yes, it just looks beefy and badass, and it looks like it. it yeah, it's a little chunky, chunky little guy, is. isn't he? It's just looks built, built for tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it looks like it would be at home on a forty k table, and I don't know that I've ever said that about any of Warlord's models. No, it, it actually looks like uh, the the Tyranid army. What is it? Not, they're not Tyranids, it's the other Tyranid army has a tank that reminds me of this for sure. What was the commercial that came out a couple years ago? Is for like a small car or something like that and one of these Viagra pills bounced down all the drainage pipes and landed in the gas tank and all of a sudden it went boom, 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 got all super big and thick. Kind of looks like they did that to their old models. It just got like bigger, meaner, <laughs> tougher. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know where you were going with that. Sure. Neither, but okay. <laughs> but it, it was... It was a, a couple years ago. It was a commercial. Is probably I forget one of those smaller European car manufacturers, but you know, just made it look meaner and tougher. Sure. So, and then they've got the uh, they've got a Dax sprue, so you got 
you know, your 24 guys of that, and I've got the 8th Army Sprue, you get 24 guys of that. Uh, we got more of the little Starburst pin markers that Jeff can have and paint because he's the only one I know that uses them. That's true. Like, literally the only person that uses them. And then, I think. And then bases for all the models. They've even got the goofy oblong bases for for the laying down guys, which uh, I only... Okay, so there's some laying down guys in both. I, I'm not 100% familiar with the 8th Army box. Uh, do they have a laying down guy? Yes, they do. Yeah, they have a bunch of... small mortar. There's a laying down guy. Well, they ha- yeah, and they have... An, um, you can actually make an anti-tank, anti-rifle, yeah, anti-tank exactly. rifle out of the 8th Army box, too. Okay. And then they've got their BB-8 template, and yep. then all the little dog tag markers. All the things no one will ever use because they forget to use hidden. Yeah, well. Or or the you men snap to action. <laughs> it's all true. Right? And then they've also got um, they've got cards for both the vehicles. Cool. So that's 222 and the Humber. So they got cards for both of those, which I know is like a thing that they do now. Oh yeah, they've got so they got both versions for the two two two. They got the command vehicle, the two two three, and then they've got the other one too. And then the Humber Mark two and four are on the same card, which is just basically a weapon change out kit. Mm-hmm. The two two two, the two, the Humber Mark two has the auto cannons, and the four has the light AT gun. Yep. And then they've got a, a decal that I can barely even see as I hold it, but if you put those on there, I'm very fucking impressed. <laughs> so it's not the vehicle decals. It's, the, it's like the soldier. Oh, like decals. arm. Like yes, arm, yeah. Like arm the arms. Badges. And they've got, yeah. So they've got some that probably are big enough that could go in the vehicles, like the, the Iron Cross. Um, they've got the... They've got the Desert Rat, of course, the Desert Rat for the British. So those are, those are very small. They're not as big as they are in some of the other... Uh, vehicle kits. Mm-hmm. So that's what's in there. I mean, that's that's solid, man. That's great. This is this is the best starter set they've made. Just yes, I probably. would have to agree with you. Just gonna say it. Uh, and you know what's not in the box? Fucking half track, half track, or machine gun teams, MMG team. Yeah. So all of it very usable in competitive play. Seems to be the case. So outside of those pin markers, well, you can't use those in competitive play. I mean, you can, but no tanks can, either. No tanks. No, no I, tanks. I like, I like the inclusion of armored cars. I like it because what it allows you to do on both sides of the of like so right. So you take either one of these sides with your friend. Mm-hmm. You both could buy a tank. You get to buy the tank you want, though. Exactly. Yep. Right, yeah. so you, you you can if you were so choose you can pick whatever tank you want, which I think is nice, and and it's it's a natural progression, and I'm, yeah, I mean we'll probably get to that at some point, but it's like you play a few games with your friend, and all of a sudden one of you sneaks out and, and picks up a tank and blows the armored car, off the table. <laughs> yep, yep. and the other guy's like, well, what the fuck, man? Yeah, because <laughs> in, in that kit, there's the only thing that's going to take out the armored car is the other armored car. Right. I mean the the two 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 being open topped. Can get pinned, but unless they're unless you're putting putting together the anti tank rifle or you're putting together the small mortar team, that there's nothing else that can really do that. Well, and it looks like both sides are doing that. Yep. Right. The German side definitely has an anti tank rifle, mm-hmm. 
and it does look like the Brits have an anti-tank rifle option in here as well. So they both have both of all of the options. And right, this is this is early war, so there wouldn't be any Panzerfaust for the Germans. Correct. So that which is good because it balances it out. Because otherwise, the yep. Brits would be in an awful spot. So it, it is the Eighth Army Sprue. I mean, the same as you get now the the Eighth Army box because it's got the multiple heads, so Rick can still play as Indians. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got the spiky head guy. Which is also Indians. The hats. Uh, it's got, you know, the dudes in shorts. Yep. Oh, I, I totally screwed that up. And so the Punjab hats are actually the, the spiky hats. The, the uh, I can never say this right, the Sikh, which is a, another group of Indians, wear the other hats. Yeah, the so, different religious group. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a, re- a religious group, yes. Okay. Um, but they fought in World War II, apparently. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. It kind of seems that way, doesn't like it? Almost the whole world. Like, like might have been a world war. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, didn't I correct anyone that was angry with me earlier because I was saying things backwards. If you got to the end of the episode because you were didn't rage quit because of that. <laughs> as long as you didn't rage quit our episode. <laughs> because Thank I you. said the Thank wrong thing. Had the wrong hat time. hat type. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, solid, I think, uh, depending on veteracy level, you're talking five, six hundred points maybe. Sounds right. Probably about right. Two two big troop units, six arter couple, dice, couple small squads. Yeah, I mean, you can do all that. You might squeeze yeah, out seven hundred. You can probably push that up to a little bit. Yeah, six order dice, one hundred twenty-five points. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's arguably my two favorite sprues. The the Eighth Army sprue, I think, is my favorite. It's it's a good. It's it's got good variants. It's a it has a good mix of like the arms attached to the guns and some some you know some customization. Um, it's just a good sprue overall, and the DAC one's probably equally good. So the DAC for me is, is uh, and I've said this before in this particular podcast, is my personally my favorite painted army that I own. Mm-hmm. It's I was just on when I was painting that. I don't know if it's the color scheme that I picked or how well I was doing it or if I just had the right technique for it because, you know, I don't have the talent. I only have technique. But it's my best, most my favorite, most uh, gorgeous army that I have. And this lets me kind of really expand that really well with another 24 guys, uh, another 2-2-2 in case I'm running, you know, uh, running dual platoon, yep. which is nice. And then, and then... It's like okay, now what else do you add to this to get to a thousand, or you know, have that get that mystic fourteen hundred points so you have some mix and match or sideboard if you would, right? Sure. To, to kind of tailor a list, and I'm like, okay, so I would. Well, Panzer three seems like a good choice, especially mm-hmm. now with the with the uh, update. Yep. Well, so those are the so those are the later war ones. Um, and by the way, the so I think that went through A through F. We got the FAQ with the extra machine gun. Yep, and the F was in the desert. They, they yep. did have several of them there. They did. Uh, in fact, they were limited on having the H and Js, and they couldn't rely on getting those, which mm. are the ones with the bigger gun. They got the the medium anti tank gun, but still only the one H G on them, which is what the base kit that Warlord has right now. But I don't think anyone would mind if you you know I think I mentioned earlier at the FAQ episode, you just drill a little hole and stick a little gun in there, and you're good to go. Sure. You know, add another one. Because, uh, and even I was looking through Western Desert, and they don't have, in any of their selectors, they don't have that 
Panzer III in any of the selectors, and I'm like, well, it doesn't seem right. So I did some searching because well, I really wanted to get that Panzer III in a Western <laughs> desert. You, you wanted to justify it, yeah. I'm like, come on, it's got to be in there, and it is. You know, they they absolutely sent them to there, and there's a good majority. So I don't know uh, why it was missed in Western Desert to have that particular model that has the extra machine gun. Hmm. And then, you know, it's really fun to put in a list that you don't have a lot of anti-tank stuff for. In '88, <laughs> sure. Sure. If you don't, if you want to, all you're saying you're taking a Panzer three and an eighty eight. Oof, that's that's all your points right there. Well, I didn't want to say it. Didn't want to get there with a lot of models. <laughs> I I would buy, I would personally buy an additional box of infantry. One more box for the yes. DAC side. Yep. Well, I'm right. saying I already have that box. I'd, for me, oh, I sure. Just, I'm, I'm letting this kit fill out what I already have. Sure. So I guess if you got this kit, then you do the reverse of what I have, which is two boxes. I think I have two boxes of the the DAC. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, I'm looking at it from a perspective like two players bought this set, don't have anything else yet. What would I give them to make well, I was it work? About me, Rick. I know, I know. I'm trying to help. <laughs> I'm trying to help our listeners versus versus you. You don't need any help. You're fine. Um, <laughs> Some might argue that point. Well, okay. Well, fair, <laughs> Reason, reasonable. Um, right. Another infantry box for the Germans. Actually, for both sides, would buy one more box at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, one more probably gets you almost all the way. Yeah, minimum. You want a minimum of four infantry squads, I think. For for relatively big squads, for yeah. sure. And then if I were, if I were expanding on this to the you know to the British side, yeah, you're right. Another box of, of Eighth Army, and then one of the Churchills, I think, would do really well. Okay, like the two or four. I can see that. Which is, which is the lighter, the heavy AT gun. I mean, it's slow moving, but it's armor ten. It's a beast. You want the twenty-five pounder too? Uh, yes, because that's that's the versatile, right? Yeah, so it's it the light, the light artillery. Yep, it's, it, it's the two-inch HG or the plus four armor and can have a spotter. Mm-hmm. Right, that's just a good overall pick. Oh yeah, that dominates the artillery slot for British, no matter what theater. And those early wars, late war, so. So I, those are the yeah. things I would buy personally. You said a Churchill. That's probably a good choice. It would fit the theme. There are a lot of them running around the desert. Crusade, there's Crusaders Crusader out there, too. Crusader you could do. Yeah. Uh, I think... The Valentine. Or Valentine? Is that how you say it? It's an awful thing. Don't take that. The Valentine? Oh, it's yeah. The Valentine, sorry. I would, I, would I, take sure. a, I would take a Lee. Sure. Well, Lee's possible, too, right? Lee's, Lee's got that multiple turret, so you can put... You can you can play the, the pin sprinkler game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, yes. Yeah, sure, yeah. Or you, you, kind of, you kind of spread them out everywhere, or you can put all the firepower in one unit, too. I mean, granted, the Lee's around 200 points, so it's a little steep. Right. It's not cheap, yeah. But it's pretty good. I think I think it is, is it Armor 9? Armor oh, 9. Lee easily, is, yes. Armor 9, but easily catches fire, which is only like a 1 in 6 chance on the table. So yep. that's that's an easy enough risk to take. Sure. For the point deduct of like ten or ten points, I think is the deduct. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, that's what I would do. I could see that. I would buy new dice as well. Uh, you <laughs> just buy what? new dice, yeah, yeah. Buy new dice. Buy new dice. Uh, you're <laughs> probably gonna need. If you're just starting out, you'll probably need to buy a blister of order dice. Try and get as close to the color match as you can. Right. Bring one of them with you to the store and make sure. Hold up the screen on the internet, whatever. 
Yeah, that doesn't guarantee anything. But no, it doesn't because I've bought two the exact same color and they're different. So you know, I, I'd be surprised. Well, I guess we've never seen this before. Warlord should they should come out with um, a reinforcements bundle for each of each of these factions of uh, the Gentleman's War. So a Gentleman's War Part Two reinforcements for each of the sides, like a British a British side right, and a German so, side. So yeah, then like they having can package separate. additional dice mm-hmm. that are exactly the same. Another, That'd be another cool, actually. Sprues and you know a baseline tank option or something else. So yeah, yeah. Aside from the starter boxes, I don't think anything else ever has ever come with order dice. Oh yeah, right. just the starters. Yeah, and it's are are these common order dice colors? They look a little different on the website. They're, they're ever so slightly off. It's yeah. like my my starter box from what Band of Brothers. The green ones in particular are just a slight shade off. They they just ended up in a box because I, I never play an army with only six order dice. Right. Though, if you're all of drab, you're all of drab. Like, most people aren't going to have, oh, oh my, I've got this different shade of all of drab. Yeah, like if you're that's close, a, you're close. You're fine. Yeah, probably I mean, fine. I mean, and it's it's pretty common. Oh, let's split a box. We'll get two boxes, and we'll just trade off the the opposite faction. So, I mean... That's that's the thing. I guess that's that's the right. thing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I've, I play against people who's like, uh, I have gray and or I have gray and green. Okay, I'll use black or whatever I have. Mm-hmm. It's like right. that's that's fine, or silver or gold. Um, that's that's fine to have two different color order dice. It is. It is. In fact, you should, and if you're going to tournaments and stuff, well, have no, two I mean, different. Oh, like all oh, like mixing. You the two only colors have together. six, yeah. but now you've you've expanded, and so you're yeah, you're mixing yeah. and matching I mean, you your do own what colors. You can to play, of course. It's, yes, but yeah, it's I'm, nice to have same color dice. Right, I'm on the stage where everything in its place, and these are the dice, and it's all that's yep. what it is. So. Yep. Well, in in my brain doesn't work sometimes, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm actually that color too." I feel like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wait a minute, why is there a third color in here? Oh crap, what's happening? And you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah it's my color." Sorry. So why are there four red? colors? Are we playing teams? Who's red? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. Very but, real thing. Yeah, my especially in the middle of a game, and you're thinking about other stuff, and you're like, "Oh shit, like, it's nice to have them all the same color." Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good set, but I really do like what you're saying, Dale. Like having a secondary, like a, a second, a supplemental box for this. Yeah, it has well, another like sprue, and then it has another tank, and then dice, and maybe wasn't something. Wasn't back in the day they had you, the build your own army thing? Where they you did. Pick oh, your that stuff was such a good deal. That that would be nice to bring back to expand on these. You know, you could pick between like three, four tanks, and pick sure. between two, three yeah. boxes, and you know, they do also have. I think they have like. Um, like the command units things where they have the officers and the medics and stuff like that. Uh, what do they mm-hmm. call those goofy sets? The support the, the, units. The support support, units. Thank yeah, you. support yeah. box, yeah. Yeah, where you get your medium mortar in there and, yeah. Usually the eight, yeah, you usually get the medium machine gun and the mortar or something of those. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird because they've gone to repackaging things like the packaging makes more sense to me now because like you get the support group or you get the command group or you get like this starter box. But I am very sad that they don't have the old starter armies. Choose like mix and match, make your own starter army because that was a a. You're right; they were a great deal. And b, they allowed you to like actually you know build an army you wanted to right. build. Right, get get what yeah. you were looking for without right. stuff you didn't want. Well, the I eighth, mean, my starters always got an MMG team, so right. Yeah. So I have three my, MMG uh, teams sitting in my basement. That's like all right. 
the eighth the eighth army support box is the HQ, an army machine gun, yep, and a medium order. So if you want a medium order, that's how you get your medium order. Yeah. Rip, rip. I didn't or see it elsewhere. Blister. I didn't see an individual blister on Warlord's site. There's not an eighth army blister for just the mortar. No, Dudes not on their. What's that? I said dudes and charts. I mean, there's. I'm, I'm looking at the Eighth Army section in Borlar Games to okay. see if they have one. They do not have one. This is the same problem with the Eighth uh, Twenty Five Pounder that we were talking about before in yeah. previous episodes, where you got to buy the quad tractor with it. So silly. Never use a quad tractor. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe you could. I don't. I'm not going. Well, to. Well, not since they changed the rule, you don't have to tow your artillery on anymore. Which right. Well, and, and most people bring a Twenty Five Pounder anyway. You so can just push just, it on. That's right. You just push that thing on anyway. Yeah, not much value in the even well, with the rules could, before. You could go all in and just get you know the eighth army, the the eighth army starter army in addition to. Well, you don't get the armored car though. You get no, you get others. two. Yeah. Oh, here here's a fun thing that most people don't know. About, and this, I thought about this earlier, Rick, when you were talking about making your your Indian army. Yeah. So the universal carrier, uh, in its entry, it says that you can use this. As an Indian patterned car, which they have a model for, which is really nice. Sure. <laughs> but it's wheeled version. Oh, cool. Oh. So you 12 inches instead of 9, mm-hmm. and still five guys in the, the normal uh, Universal Carrier kitting. Interesting, interesting. Interesting. There's like a carrier, there's a carrier patrol in here that's actually kind of intriguing. It's two Universal Carriers and another. How many dudes? 10, 12 dudes? Must be what's on the sprue. Twelve plastic guys, yeah. Yeah. Eighth Army Medium Mortar, Rick. I'm seeing it on their website. What the heck? Well, they must have it mistagged or something then, because I'm not seeing it in the. I just searched for eighth and brought everything up. Interesting. It's just not in there. Yeah, it's when you go to Eighth Army in the left hand menu. Oh no! I just in the search hit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Eighth, yeah, and that brought it up. Fine, you're right. It's there. You can buy it by yourself. I was being cynical. There's it's a on the very marker. last page of the Eighth Army selection. So. Here's what it is. Sure, I mean it, it exists. That's what matters. Yep. In like four different languages of the uh, Gentleman's War. Yeah, yeah. They've got the twenty-five pounder. They've got the two pounder, which I don't recommend. Six pounder, don't recommend. It's the twenty-five pounder that you want, but yes. the problem is, is that I, I mean, unless you can find it otherwise, you can't buy it without the quad. Seventy-two bucks. Yeah, it's, it's kind well, of. A, here's here's the thing. You can you can find uh, you can find that artillery piece um, places, and then you just you know use a couple plastic guys off the sprue and be like, "There's my eighth army guys with it." Yep. Well, there are definitely other sellers. I, they might be able to special order it without the quad. Mm-hmm. I think they might be able to because I've definitely bought two of them without the quad. So either. Either the guy that was selling them to me took the hit on the quads, or they didn't buy them. I'm assuming they didn't buy them. Uh, Sherwood Games is where I bought my resin 25 pounders. With oh, I, I bought actual Warlord ones from... I don't even remember who it was. Not, but separate from the quads, mm-hmm. which made me happy. Cause it was like, yeah, I, I mean, the, the resin ones I got are, are awesome. They're great. They don't nice. come with guys, but... Yeah, I just, there's other guys. You can find guys. I've got I've got plenty of other artillery guys laying around. 
Yeah, that was actually one of the funny things I was looking at and I was frustrated with when I was looking at the 8th Army is, okay, so so I have an Indian Army, right? I want to use Indian, like, okay, so, like, you get the 25-pounder and they're all metal dudes and they, they don't have detachable heads. They're, like, they're all one cast. Like, that sucks. Well, apparently that's historically accurate, so I'm just going to play with that where they're, they weren't Indians. They were actually uh, Brits shooting their guns from the back line for some reason. Sure. I have no idea. So, not my f- whatever. It is what it is. I was hoping to have an all-Indian army, but I'm going to, well, maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll convert it or something. I have no idea. I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. It'll work out. Get right? there before April. What's in April? Stuff. The oh. Might be a tournament type thing. April, March, somewhere in there. A, 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 the- a, a, a theater list one? It might be. I might bring back Theaters of War. Ooh. All right. Okay. All right. I'll start painting it now then. I'll put these uh, other non Warlord models aside for a while. <laughs> I just wanted to prime a bunch of shit at once. Whatever. Okay. All right. Well, it's, I mean, it's a cool box. I think it's probably, like, I think you hit it on the head, Pat. That is probably the best starter that we've had. Mm-hmm. I, when it first came out, I was so close to buying it just for that stupid Humber model. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I have two and they're okay, but that is so freaking cool. It's really good. No, I assume, I think we kind of got confirmation at some point those models will come out outside of this kit. Probably. Right? So, like, hopefully we will be able to get that model without having to buy all of all of them. Maybe. Hopefully. Oh, interesting. I didn't see that there are multiple pages of 8th Army stuff. It's funny. Well, this, the first page is really bolt action, and they sneak other stuff in there. Well, mortars on the last page. Uh, you, buy, you can buy the MMG team by yourself, too. Yay! <laughs> right? So, yeah. Very I, cool. It's a, it's a solid box. It's, it's got me to, like, okay, all right, I, now I want to expand and go back and, and do some more work in my deck. I guess my Soviets will wait longer because all of a sudden I'm like, this is kind of, I'm kind of motivated to do this. Sure. And then I also did order another box of 8th Army because well, I don't have 8th Army British yet. <laughs> sure. That makes okay. sense. Yeah, I, I, I would be okay with that. In fact, I found a really weird deal on Amazon. And like, it was an 8th Army box, and I double and triple checked because it was only like 25 bucks. Ooh. Oh, damn. When it's like, you know, 56 on the Warlord site. Uh-huh. And it came with a DAC uh, motorcycle sidecar. And I'm like, what? what? That's a weird combination. Yeah. <coughs> so we'll, it... we'll see what actually shows up. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, uh, 25 bucks, that's worth the risk to see what the hell that ends up being. Yeah, it's a crap shoot, but maybe it'll be can, awesome. Can I always yeah. charge back? <laughs> right? I mean, uh, sure. Sounds great. I guess somebody somebody's selling weird shit on Amazon. Shocked. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Right. It's all weird shit on Amazon. All <laughs> right. Well, uh, I I feel like we've uh, we've done our duty here. Gentleman's War looks pretty good. It's amazing. And yeah, I didn't say duty. You said duty. <laughs> I said it with a T, yeah. not a D, guys. Duty. Sure, say that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, so clearly we're, we've degraded enough to end the episode is what you're saying. Well, yeah. someone fed us after midnight now, so... Right, yes. Oh, shit. Oh, man. We're in trouble now. There's, now. now there's going to be more of us? That's not good. Yeah, right? Nobody needs that. Well, th- 
Didn't you hear there's another Snafu podcast out there? Ed Helms. <laughs> Ed Helms, yeah. It has yeah. nothing to do with World War II. Um, well, you can on occasion, I guess. Right? Maybe? Can't it, it has I nothing to do with bolt action. The, yes, the World War II. Yeah. That, does, that does not have to do with bolt action. We'll fight him. It's okay. <laughs> we'll have more order dice than him. We'll that's, that's right. We've, we already have more order dice than him. We have gold order dice if we ever like throw down playing bolt action against Ed Helms. That's right. Like, we've got the gold dice. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll teach. We'll teach. We should teach him bold action. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm all in. All right. Okay. You use the name. You have to learn the game. Yeah, that's right. Straight. That's right. That's the only way you can do it. All right. Uh, this is long enough. We're gonna that's call it. That's what she Pat. said. <laughs> oh boy. Jeez. All right, Pat. Get us out of here before Jeff says anything else. <laughs> this is Snafu. Over and out. Have a good night. Night, everybody. Good night, good night guys. <laughs>
Uh, just get Pat to sound off, and then we're good. Yeah. Pat make noise. Yeah, I'm here. I can see All right. him making a little noise. Yeah, noises. All right. <laughs> good enough. Are making noises. Good job. Okay. Right. Splicing in the edit and go.